I listen to it all the time. I tell all my friends to smack it wrong. Podcast can take mature content. The few some expressed by the host are not necessarily those of the host. Listener discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one wrestling podcast on Porn Up, the Smack and Raw podcast, where deep six isn't measured in just inches. I am your host, the patron saint of podcasting, the warden Matt Ritter, and I am here with my co-hosts this evening from the she Lead showcase she's a shaman of she Lead. she is the host of the she Lead showcase inside the mind of in the crowd she's the hardest working woman in podcasting today or at least that's what we say miss katie kinsey bay bay because it's true i just want another line that rhymed don't worry about that <laughs> also tied now in the race for Pornhub poppy with vince who did not make it but we did not come alone ladies and gentlemen making his return to the smack and raw podcast and Pornhub. From the Kings of the Ring podcast, it is King Ricky Rose. Hello, hello, hello. I'm very, very excited to be back on Pornhub again. When you asked me to do this like an hour and a half ago, um, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't dawn on me until I was coming back from my late night Wendy's. Um, I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to be on Pornhub again. This is going to be great for my social media following. <laughs> See, there you go. There you go. I can't wait to post out that I'm on Pornhub, people to be like, what the fuck? And then they're going to be like, oh, it's wrestling again, you bastard. I'm going to clickbait everybody. You hey, absolutely. I want to get those Pornhub numbers back up. They've been <laughs> Strangely, like, randomly, since we've started going live, I don't know if it's because people are like, oh, we can watch them live now, so we're not going to, like, no, go watch us on Pornhub. Like, I know Travis cares about Twitch and YouTube. I don't. Pornhub is my baby. That's where I want you to go watch us. So go watch mm -hmm. us on Pornhub. We're going to have to talk offline about the wonders of also Restream as well, because you can stream two more than two places there. Oh. Well, we can stream more than two places here, too. Yeah. Uh, Travis just hasn't set it up so I can stream to Pornhub, and I don't know if I can yet, because if I could, I would be. So. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I want to be like, hey, I am live on Pornhub right now. I'll look at some people. I mean, nothing says go to porn with like a giant big black guy on Pornhub. I feel like that that's money making right there. Absolutely. Who doesn't love who doesn't love to watch a black guy in a porn hub movie? Uh if you're in the chat and you don't, uh you can leave. Probably. That means you then go to a fucking preseason basketball game. Holy shit. Um on a, on a Friday. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, Preseason basketball was more important than hanging out with us. That, that's, that's all I know. Whatever. You missed the bomb-ass SmackDown, I'll tell you that. He did. He did. Speaking of which, uh, let's get into some news and rumors. Uh, everyone knows this. Just real quick, uh, Daniel Cormier will be refing the fight pit. It, we'll talk about it when it gets raw, but that was here. Um, mm -hmm. Sammy and Andrade. So... <laughs> uh, the same reaction. We're just like... <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here's the deal all right i regardless of what actually happened because 
Andrade got sent home, and Sammy. You know that not... means Andrade won, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Which we're gonna get into. I, I'm getting there. So Andrade got sent home. Sammy didn't. So this all started on Twitter. They were beefing back and forth. Sammy said some shit. Andrade said, "Hey, you know, be a man and come and say it to me." Sammy's like, "Go back to WWE where we all want you, where we know you want to go because you failed to get over twice and you only have this job because of your father-in-law." Uh, blah blah blah. So then after it came out and it reports changed that uh originally it was sammy pushed andrade and then andrade threw hands and then reports kind of changed everyone's like oh you guys should all apologize fuck sammy guevara i'm not apologizing to sammy guevara like i kind of hope he got punched in the face it doesn't matter he started this shit he went to twitter he ran his mouth uh he fucked around and then found out 100 yeah for the second time in like less than a month does this motherfucker know how to stop running his mouth yet he does not okay so um <laughs> have, does any of you follow the nba like religion any sort of sport do you guys know what happened with the uh the golden state warriors like a couple of days ago it wasn't it like a they two players fought that's all yeah I so it, the, yeah. and the, somebody leaked the video to tmz because tmz fucking gets everything so essentially jordan Poole, one of the younger players who's due for a really good contract tried to talk shit or was in a verbal argument, which this happens a lot of times with competitive people, but is in a verbal argument with probably the toughest motherfucker on the team, Draymond Green. Everybody knows that name. <laughs> and essentially, Draymond Green, Superman punched him and knocked him to the fucking floor. I saw the video. <laughs> it's amazing. It was literally one shove and a quick right. What's up, Apron Bump? Apron Bump, I've collab all my people have collapsed, so he's a good dude. Um, and knocked to the floor. And this is this is the thing with Sammy. Sammy has a mouth that is at has a tries to write checks that his ass can't cash. Happens mm -hmm. religiously. It happened with the Sasha Banks incident. Very matter remembers that. And Sasha Banks was humble enough to kind of reconcile with him, saving his career because Sasha Banks could have buried Sammy. And it would have been, and it would have been over for him, you know. There's a video that came out of Sammy Guevara's one of Sammy Guevara's tryouts, um, at Where the PC, criticizing him rolling, mm -hmm. yeah. and he tries to talk shit. I was talking to my friend about this who used to be um in the in the armed forces, and I said Lacey Evans had that marine look on her face when Sammy like called her like baby, and I was like, oh, he's he's not making it. <laughs> like he's not making all of this seems to be Sammy's ML. No matter how many times Tony Khan is going to say he needs to go to some sort of uh, therapy, not even therapy, or some sort of uh, clash or sensitivity training or whatever, he hasn't learned. No, he hasn't learned, and that's because Tony is not like you. Eddie got in trouble. Sammy didn't. Andrade got in trouble. Sammy didn't, and it's because Sammy's hiding under Chris Jericho's skirt. And <laughs> the fact that TK refuses to punish Sammy. What? That's really dumb. What? That's really. <laughs> it's really dumb. I mean, it's it's Tony Khan and the and the Flying Monkey Circus over at AEW. Like what I what I like, I took this on my show once. Um, what Tony does really well, uh, which is weird for me to say, but what Tony does really well. Is that when shit goes down and shit hits the fan, he is very good at kind of trying to clean it up before it becomes a bigger deal. 
Um, you know, and he he'll, he'll put out the pressure. He'll say all the right things. You look at like the John Moxie situations of, of the past, um, and you know other PR disasters. Uh, he's very good that once it happens and he realizes, oh, this might be bad, they'll try to clean it up. The problem is he doesn't do anything beforehand. Yeah, and you know how, and with this incident in general, you saw everybody saw how vocal. Sammy and Andrade were getting on Twitter, and TK loves his Twitter because he's obviously, you know, the longest running general manager or longest running executive uh, in pro wrestling now that Vince is retired. And he just he embraces Twitter, and he should have seen this and been like, "What the fuck is going on? This isn't part of storyline. Is this real? Is this fake?" But like somebody should have told him. He should have put his foot in somebody's ass, but he doesn't want to do that because he just wants to hug everybody. Uh-huh. Because he's, mean, he's Ricky, a fan playing wrestling. Ricky Starks had the best reaction to it on Twitter. He was like, man, can my coworker shut the fuck up for a minute? Because <laughs> it's yeah. true. All, all of them just go to Twitter and talk shit on each other. Sammy, Eddie, Sammy, common theme of Sammy, Sammy, Andrade, the whole elite punk cabana, all that shit somehow <laughs> was on, on Twitter too. It's ridiculous. What a debacle. I just don't get it. Like, you knew the shit was going to go down. Andrade literally said, I'll fucking see you on Wednesday. And you didn't attempt to, like, keep them apart. Like, you didn't try, clearly. And that's, yeah, I agree. Sammy's definitely (laughs) TK's coke dealer or something. There's no way. TK doesn't need a lower person as low as Sammy Guevara to get coke. He is the... Son of oil money, he gets some high quality. So he does not need Sammy Guevara to get him anything. It's just uh-huh. fake Inspector Gadget looking motherfucker, Sammy. Guevara. The issue, the issue is the lunatics <clears throat> are running the asylum in AEW, and it was going to get to this point, but I didn't think it was going to be this bad. And the media scrum clearly um, showed everybody's hands or lack thereof. <laughs> Show that TK's a bitch. TK's been a bitch. I've, I've been saying that. For a while. That really proved it, though. Yeah. Like, we knew, but like, we've been new, but like, now we know. TK has no idea. He sat there while Punk was just eating muffins, drinking water, shitting on his entire company. That muffin and looked fantastic, just... too, by the way. It probably really was. <laughs> I, I bet that muffin was great. I wonder how much money he got to promote those muffins. That's the issue with, with TK. He is a wrestling fan. trying to He's trying to play GM mode on WWE 2K, and he doesn't know what he's doing. For exactly. And it, it shows by the way that his talent acts when he's right next to them put it this way just for comparison's sake if vince not 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 preseason basketball game Vince, but if vince mcmahon <laughs> did a media scrum and his champion tried to pop about the mouth one it would have never gotten that far yeah. at all say what you want about vince mcmahon scumbag whatever brilliant one of probably the, the best entrepreneur i've ever seen in my lifetime um but he commanded authority, and TK does not have that authority from anybody at all. I agree. Um, <clears throat> in other news, uh, WWE hires horror writer as director, or horror and Marvel's comics writer, uh, former horror and Marvel comics writer, as director of long-term creative, and from what I've heard, 
he is the one who has been behind all of the QR codes and the stuff for the White Rabbit and everything. You so very <laughs> excited about this signing and what this may mean going forward. Also, I've heard that he is a very good friend of Bray Wyatt. So mm. coming up tomorrow. So oh yeah, the QR. I've been losing my mind on these QR codes. The best. Been, yeah, a fucking buddy was in the crowd tonight. Literally, a person dressed up in a buddy Terrifying. outfit was walking around the arena. Yeah, I saw that. And mm -mm, I don't like it. Get it away from me. I would hit it. It's going to be a big disappointment when everybody knows it's Adam Rose. Did you not like go visit the Easter Bunny as a child, Katie? Were you one of those yeah, kids that was what like, is, what is I, that I did. Okay, Matt, I literally just watched The Strangers last night. I don't really like people with like, masks right now. So. Well, at least you have not watched. Because if you're worried about like animal masks, at least you haven't watched your next yet. So. Oh, I'm watching that tomorrow. Fuck. Yeah. Um, Kathy Kelly is now back with WWE, which I'm Thank actually very excited. God, about. like we got Kathy. Thank I need God. Charlie. Bring Charlie back, and I'll be happy. No, you don't need Charlie. I need Charlie. I've heard. Oh well, I I have inside info about Charlie, but you don't need Charlie back. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. um, Trust me. I I mean I I I I get why we need Charlie back because I would like Charlie back too. In all honesty, but I've also only seen between Charlie and Kathy Kelly. I saw Kathy Kelly in person. She would when they did a pre-show out in Brooklyn before an NXT. She's stunning. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, no, like pictures don't do her justice. <laughs> She's stunning. And I was with the chick at the time. We were both like, wow. <laughs> so, right. I'm very happy Kathy's back. Uh also shout out to Julia Hart and Lee Johnson who got engaged. Yay. Black don't crack, baby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So Julia Hart and Sky Blue both have better taste than men than Ty Conti. Uh, neither here nor there. Um, <clears throat> Does Ty Conti still think she can wrestle? Uh, she thinks a lot of things that aren't true. Like, yeah. Sam is talented. Um, uh. Lana apparently is going to be in the newest season of The Surreal Life. Yeah. Which I didn't even know was still a thing. It wasn't. And they're, they're deciding to bring it back. Yeah, I feel like she like tw either tweeted something about it or I saw an article like months ago when they like kind of released the list of who was going to be in it. Um, And I don't know. I don't know if it was that or something else, but Naomi was supposed to be in it too. Oh, thank God she declined that apron bump with the line of with the quote of a night right now. Um, uh, if you're not watching this, I'm just, I don't read a lot of tweets out loud, but if you're not watching this, I'm gonna read this for you. Uh, Kyle, pretty Kyle from the apron bump, said, I throw myself headfirst into a wood chipper just for the off chance that I get recycled into Kathy Kelly's toilet paper. You better tweet that too. That's amazing. Um, he would. Kyle, we need you on my show, by the way. You've worked with my boy Fratch. We need you on the Kings of the Rings podcast. Um, but yeah, the surreal life is weird. Like it's it's Lana, who's a very nice person. I met her, she's really awesome. It's Lana, it's Dennis Rodman. Who apparently showed his dick to everybody. I'm not who is anybody that's surprised? Literally like, that's like the only <laughs> thing they were talking about in the whole trailer. I saw. This is a this is a sports 2022 sort of uh, deal going on. Antonio Brown's jacking off in the pool. Rodman's showing everyone their dick. Like, 
Antonio Brown's still relevant? I thought I haven't heard from him since he walked out of New York. I mean, Tampa. Well, there was just out. news like last week that yeah. he was in a pool and he exposed himself to a bunch of strangers in a pool. And the picture I saw looked like he had a full hard on in his hand, just chilled back, naked in the pool. Oh, see, mental, I did mental like health matters, one. folks. I saw an edited yeah. picture of it. Thank God. Well, it was censored, so I didn't actually see his dick. But okay, like, okay. Was, yeah, the censor was like that fucking long. Like it was a long. <laughs> it was, Good for Antonio. It was, leg- it was like, shit. Yeah. It wasn't deep six. That was about at least deep nine. Ooh, oh jeez, deep space nine. Um, he's and last, out there. Yeah. Last but not least, the the sad news: uh, mm. Sarah Lee, former NXT contestant, uh, wife of Wesley Blake, and mother of three. Uh, passed away at the age of 30. Yeah, that's so a sad. weird one. It also came it's out of nowhere. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't know what the cause of death is still, right? Not mm. that I've heard. No, yeah. I mean, she, she like, posted something on Instagram, like, two days before it was, like, announced, or or the when we found out, like, two days beforehand, um, mm-hmm. that she was, like, recovering from, like, her first sinus infection, and she was, like, at the gym, like, two days in a row, and then this kind of just, like, came out of nowhere. Yeah. That's, it's yeah, it's... so fucking sad. It is sad. I mean, her, her career in WWE was very short. She won, she surprisingly won the Tough Enough re- reboot, which had the likes of Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, the Velveteen Dream, who actually should have won, um, and a couple of other people who ended up having careers in WWE. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, when you, you don't want anybody to fail, and she didn't make it, and that happens to a lot of people. She was also really, really young. But she had a family. She had three kids. She was only 30. Like, it's so surprising. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and WWE did do the nice thing of putting a little thing out for her and acknowledging that she was a member of the family, but unfortunately passed away. So, mm-hmm. um, I hope I hope Blake of all people was it Wesley Blake? Yeah, I hope Blake yeah. is yeah. doing well, and hope someone reaches out to him because I have no idea how he's feeling about all that. And then also there are there is a GoFundMe to help with funeral costs that a lot of wrestlers have donated to and tweeted out. So you can look for that if you want to go donate some money to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. Um, Like it was like within like five hours of being up, it was already like at 50,000 plus. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they're a fraternity, man. Once you're in, once you're in, you're in. Yeah. You, you can like, you can like see like donations from people and like you can see the names and like somebody yeah. took a screenshot of like the majority of the names. That was weird to me that people were screenshotting. And yeah. Like, like you don't have to like, we like uh, they know, like we know everyone would, especially like people who were her friends. Like, yeah. So, but uh, yeah. Thoughts and prayers to the family of Sarah Lee and uh, rest in peace, Sarah Lee. Yeah. All right. Let's get into why we're here. Uh, for everyone listening, you know how this works. I am going to go around in a triangle since there's only three of us, starting with Ricky and mm. then Katie and then me. And I will ask a very simple question, spit or swallow. And Ricky will either tell me something that he swallowed or spit from the weekend wrestling that he watched. And we'll go until... Either we run out of things to talk about, or I've decided the show's gone on too long, and I'm just going to end it, <laughs> whichever comes first. Mm-hmm. So, 
Ricky, spit or swallow? Uh, I am going to swallow. I'm not going to, there's something I do want to swallow, but I don't want to steal it from you, Matt, because I think I know what it probably is. And, and um, so I'm going to go to smack that. I'm not going to go to raw because I have something that I know you want to swallow. That's probably on raw, but that main event, Seamus and the artist formerly known as Walter, AK Gunther, that SmackDown main event for the IC title, uh-huh. chef's kiss, absolutely fucking amazing. These guys just have chemistry and I'll say it once. I'll say it again. They just need to do a best of seven. Wherever they are in the world, they are th- Seamus and Gunther are throwing down. And fans, like, it's one thing for them to do it and have the fans go nuts in the UK and Cardiff and Wales. They did it on them, they did it back here in the States on American soil, and people lost their fucking mind. Absolutely lost it in that main event that. Triple H gave about like a half hour or so to uh, just about with entrances, yeah. yeah, yeah, just about a half hour too. They can put on five or more matches, have it culminated like a Survivor Series or like a Big Four, and they'll. I think they'll legitimately draw for that long. I think it'll work because these guys just work really well. Too. I was. It's probably my match of the week. It's probably my best match I saw this week. It's crazy because I was not high on the idea of Shay like. I I like Sheamus. I, I like Sheamus a lot, and I would love to see him become Grand Slam champion and win that IC title that's been eluding him. But I was like, we got to let Gunther do his thing. You know, he's champion. But the way that this feud has just brought that title back to where it should have been, mm-hmm. at this point, especially with the last two losses that Sheamus has taken, if it culminates at, like, Survivor Series with Sheamus beating Gunther, I really... I think everything that this feud will do for Gunther, it's not going to hurt him. Like, I wouldn't be mad to see Sheamus actually finish this feud, getting the win on Gunther and taking that IC title off him. Can you imagine Sheamus beating Gunther for the IC title at Survivor Series, which is in Boston, which is a very Irish town? Mm-hmm. That place will lose its mind. And it's, and it's Thanksgiving break for most people. People are getting hammered and losing their mind. 100%. And, like, the only thing, the only issue, like, the match itself was fine. The only issue I have is Gunther fucking tapped. Like, <laughs> I, I did it, but, like, you don't try and, like, 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 re- uh, wrestlers obviously, like, they, like, pound their fists or whatever, if, like, because, like, like, they want to give up. You mm-hmm. don't slap the mat twice to like signal that you're still good no that was a clear fucking tap the crowd lost their mind and it has to go we at least get one more match out of this because there's no fucking way he maybe had he maybe inadvertently created controversy but it'll work yeah because now i want it in like a fucking hell in a cell (laughs) i can agree with that um katie spit or swallow um, I'm going. I'm gonna start with a spit. It's just a little one. Uh, Montez, Montez Ford being hurt. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Just, just casually pans down. Man's wearing a walking boot. Like, what? When the fuck did this happen? Is he like? How long is he on the shelf? Do we get to know? Like, what the fuck is this? He, he's not that um, injured. He he was still able to do his entire entrance. 
Okay, he's not that injured. It may the boot is just a precautionary measure a lot of the time. Could be some sort of stress fracture that they don't want to like have him get injured anymore. But like I just as I long as Dawkins can put on great matches, he's fine. Which he did. Yeah. Like because Dawkins like they're both fine individually. They're great as a tag team. They're both very good as individuals, and Dawkins doesn't get enough credit that he deserves. But like I just want to know how long. It's all it's all I want to know. And how how severe? Like I know, like the walking boot, you can do, you can still do a lot with it, mm-hmm. but like there is no inklings of a little report or anything. Like what the fuck? Like y'all got spies everywhere. How did I not know this? Have we ever seen someone use the walking boot like we've seen them use like the forearm cast? No, because that could be entertaining. If he still went out there, he still did matches. He kicked somebody with a walking boot. They made a big deal, big deal about how it's it's like a weapon, but it's not. That uh, I I'd enjoy that. I I am with you, Katie. I am going to spit the fact that he's injured and we don't know exactly what the fuck is going on. No one said shit. We just saw him in the walking boot. Mm-hmm. However, with everything that happened on Monday Night Raw around that. Yeah. I have to like, I mean, I got to swallow Tez dropping the acknowledge these nuts line on the bloodline <laughs> backstage. Um, the bloodline just being the bloodline on Raw and Sammy cracking up solo and Jimmy until Buzzkill Jay shows up. Um, and then the street prop or they tell the street prophets, oh, we're going to be on Raw next week. So be ready to acknowledge him. You know, Sammy's doing his PR work that he said he was going to go do. And that led to all this and them getting into it. And then the match we got between Solo and Dawkins, because Dawkins has been fucking showing out yep. as a singles wrestler with whatever's been going on with Montez Ford and showing that, you know, when he gets in these singles, he's not the weak link that everyone was saying that he was going to be. Everyone's like, Montez is going to be the breakout star. Dawkins is going to fade into it. Like, he's showing that he can go. And I was not expecting a really good match from Solo Sokoa and Dawkins on Monday Night Raw. And I was surprised with it so the scary thing about Dawkins is Dawkins doesn't look athletic one bit and then he's pulling out cartwheels he's doing tope con tope con helos you know just like doing the flips like he is he's not as athletic as Montez but the fact that he's able to do similar things to Montez at his height and size because I have a mm-hmm. picture of the street profits they're huge men they are huge men. Um, yep. it's it's very it's very just astonishing to see what does into, especially his drop kick. Like, how the fuck are you getting that high? <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think I don't even think he knows. <laughs> I don't know if you're still in the trap chat, uh, trap in the chat, Travis, but oh, if we're in the are, trap, all right. popped in. Yeah, no, if you're still in the trap, Travis, uh, can acknowledge these nuts be the title of this week's episode? Just out of curiosity, because I got in trouble for our last episode <laughs> title. YouTube, or not the last one, the second to last one. YouTube didn't like Warjo fucks hard. Uh, they got yeah, mad at I, that. So. <laughs> but like, it's true. I, I, I want to ask <laughs> if you add what? some Z's to the D's and the nuts, I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, I am going to spit the execution of the executioners. I have been trying to get into this with them. I want to like it. That promo from Dom was fucking terrible. Um, you know, you got the Finn and AJ match. AJ shoves Ray, basically because it was Ray's fault that you know 
Ray and AJ lost. Um, yeah. AJ gets jumped after the match. Ray left and just let it happen. You know, now, now he's a bad friend and a bad dad. Like, <laughs> the really whole is. thing, it, it's not doing it for me. Like, I, there was a little intrigue with the AJ Finn, maybe, you know, hey, the club. and But I really don't want to see AJ in this Executioners. And as much as I've tried to get into this and, like, tried to really force myself to like it because I wanted to, it's just not working for me at all. Which is funny because they're getting there now. See, the the problem with this whole with this whole moment is that Dom missed a perfect time to go off script and give the fans what they want. He had the first part of what would have been an epic line and an epic burn, and he totally missed the punch. He said, "Ray, you're not my father anymore," and he should have either said, "Eddie's my dad," or "My poppy's right next to me," and it's Rhea and over like rover but he he shied away from it and i'd be upset about it too the problem with this too is is that edge doesn't fit in this equation but edge is getting the match against ben mm-hmm. yeah. where it should be like everything points to aj and finn battling it out in an i quit match which would be great absolutely great i mean edge and finn are probably going to steal the show anyways but like Edge doesn't need to be in this. He's in this for the sake of the fact that he's Edge and he's going to sell tickets. See, I don't even know if they're going to steal the show, though, because, like, this is the first time in a long time. I'm fucking excited for an Extreme Rules card. Like, It's the most extreme Extreme Rules. Yeah, there's not a match (laughs) on there where I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't really care about that. Like, I even carrying Cross and Drew McIntyre after tonight, I'm like, okay, I kind of want to see them beat the shit out of each other with the strap on. Yeah, after after tonight, yes. Mm -hmm. Before tonight, no. I'm always happy to see Scarlett. Well, that's, that's reason, a fucking it's the reason. That's the reason I'm excited for the match. Where's the you never, leak, ma'am? Because you never know what Scarlett is or is not going to wear. That is very true. Uh, I'm still on her finger. Completely shocked by the fact that she and uh, one other female wrestler still have their only fair. Oh, uh, I. Uh, hit row. Um, oh, BFAB. BFAB have their OnlyFans up well back in WWE. I listen. I'm never telling Scarlett no about anything. It's not in me at all. <laughs> you want to have your OnlyFans, baby? Go right ahead. Do whatever you want. Just keep looking. Keep keep doing you. I'm just hoping now that that's the case, Shotzi Blackheart doesn't have to like wear a mask on Scarlett's OnlyFans to do things with her because, like, hey, we're here. Like, can we just, like, can Natty go rub lotion on her sister? Like, we know she's the one filming it. I really don't know how Natty Natty has gotten away with so much of being on her sister's shit and not wrestling. (laughs) There's a theory from Young Kings Wrestling. Shout out to Young Kings Wrestling, by the way. And if you guys want, they have some dope Black Lives Matter t-shirts in the NWO-style font. There's one for breast cancer awareness that's out now. You can go pick up that's black and pink. Uh, so if you want to support breast cancer awareness or just, you know, help donate to a good cause, go check them out. It's ykwrestling.com where you guys can find those. However, TC has a theory that I kind of sparked by joking around and saying some dumb shit that he just ran with, where essentially Vince is a time traveler and Natty caught Vince time traveling and now has the entire company by the balls and does whatever she wants. And that's why she gets away with and gets all of the opportunities and everything she does. And that uh, Stephanie is protecting her father by continuing 
to allow Natty to just do whatever and be wherever and being involved in all this shit. That's like the Shane Black Box theory. Mm-hmm. It makes too much fucking sense now. At first, I was like, nah, TC's just, it's it's too far. But then things kept happening. I'm like, see, but like, where is where are these opportunities coming from? There's no other reason besides Natty seeing Vince time travel when she was a small child. Like, there's no other, I am accepting no other reason. Who do you guys think main events tomorrow? Oh, the Extreme Rules match. Oh. We have different opinions. <laughs> Listen, everybody comes for Extreme Rules. The Extreme Rules match is the is the match that's probably going to main event and has the most on the line. And who's on the cover of the Extreme Rules? Ronda is. Oh, I was I literally was about to be like, I don't even know which match that is. So clearly, I'm not paying attention to anything. There's Ronda. only no. one Extreme Rules match. There's two championship matches. They're both women's matches. So I believe they bookend the card. Okay. Um. And then you have a whole bunch of crazy shit in the middle. So, but yeah, I believe but- we, are, we are starting with either the Extreme Rules match or we are starting with the ladder match. I believe we will start with the ladder match. See, Bianca's I, a good I opener. Think, I think we start with Extreme Rules and end with Bailey and Bianca because it is the first time it's the women's title is being defended in a ladder match. It's the first singles women's ladder match. Um, well, is- yeah. Yeah, but here's the thing it's Ronda. You're gonna have Ronda open. Do we have to have Ron on the card? Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> you like, know why? Because Charlotte's not uh, around. <laughs> I, don't need Char- I don't need Charlotte either. We're fine. You're not Ooh. fine. You're not fine. You, uh, you you're gonna you, you're gonna tell me the only active horsewoman is uh, Bailey, and that's gonna be enough? No, you need Ronda on that card. I would open with the six-man tag Donnybrook match, and I would close with the ladder match. Mm. That's what I would do. The only way I see the Donnybrook match being the first match is if it was on the pre-show. I think you hide the Donnybrook. Um, We did this on the show. We did this on my show, Kings of the Rings podcast. Um, I think we do. It's ladder match. We went ladder. Yeah, I think we did ladder strap. I quit. Ladder strap. I quit. Donnie Brook. Fight pit. Extreme rules. I forget about like half these matches already. <sighs> There's only six. By the way, I I have hopes for the fight pit match, but we'll get into that. Uh, Ricky, spit or swallow. Oh, Jay, we talked about a lot, but I am, I mean, besides I want to swallow the entire SmackDown show because that show was A+. plus. Mm. Everything was, everything hit on all cylinders. Um, in particular, I am going to swallow, I'm going to go a lot from SmackDown because it's recency effect, um, recency bias, actually. Uh, the official, the official debut of L.A. Knight. On SmackDown, I know it was like a 30 second backstage Pete Town and Ken of Maximum Male Models, which for like a month, one of my favorite gimmicks in all of wrestling. Um, but I love the fact that LA Knight is here and he is going to electrify SmackDown for a very, very long time. The amount of happy that I have in my heart that. Max Dupree is dead. And <laughs> we've got 
LA Knight back and immediately wrestling a match against Mansoor next week. I, Mansoor. 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 Because while I understood the idea, like, yes, he's a great talker, this and that, I, he's so much more than that. And Katie, I think we were on the same page. Like, we didn't really like yeah. Eli Drake, uh, LA Knight, when he first came into NXT. And then he really... He grows on you, yeah. And then all of a sudden, we're like, "Dude, this guy's fucking great!" Like, I can't wait. Like, I can tell, I can tell you when it happened, Matt. It was right. It was a little before uh, the War Games match with like old NXT versus new NXT. That's when we both were kind of like, you know what, LA and I, okay, we're kind of feeling it. And then we just continue to love him. Wow, it took you guys that long. I feel like that's like where we both were just like, yeah, this, this, yeah, we like him. You know what I you know what I appreciate about the man formerly known as um Max Dupree is that they gave him chicken shit and he made that chicken salad as best as he could. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I wasn't sold on it, and then they started doing the fashion show and he started narrating the fashion show, and I'm like, this is so fucking stupid. I love it. <laughs> like they did the fashion show, they had the website. He was commenting on guys' profile photos that they'd send into the website. Like he was all in, and I'm like, it's a shit gimmick, but it's so stupid, it's working. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah. yeah, much happier that we're gonna get LA Knight back and oh, all the teases all that they've been leading up to this moment, yep. and then us getting it like. Like you said, SmackDown fucking killed. SmackDown killed tonight. Yep. Um, Hit on all cylinders. Spit or swallow. Um, I'm still on. I'm still on Raw. Um, I'm swallowing. Uh, the Mustafa Ali, uh, and then the Almighty United States Champion Bobby Lashley match. Um, a Ali needs to be on TV more. B him Bobby slapped for absolutely no fucking reason we didn't need a banger of a match and it you end it with ali not tapping just passing out which makes him still look strong and a good competitor and then you throw seth fucking rollins into the mix again by just wrecking them both and if we get ali and seth in a match and we're getting bobby and seth for the title next week good i like this this is good. Y'all know Seth's winning that title on Monday, right? Uh, I mean, well... I need Seth to win the fight pit tomorrow. Oh no, no, no. don't, don't, oh, no, don't, Ricky. Oh, I don't no. want to, Ricky. I don't want to use it on you. Don't make me use it on you. I'm, I'm not saying all signs point to Seth winning on Monday. I'm uh, telling you, that I, that's all I'm saying. All signs point all to right. Seth winning on Monday. Let, let, let's talk about this. So first off, uh, I need to talk to whoever braided Mustafa Ali here in Chicago because clearly you braided those braids too tight the way he came at Bobby. Yeah, but it's came okay. from Chirac. Let him live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's cool. You know, he's got the attitude. He's challenging Big Bob, poking him in the chest and shit, which is something I would not have the balls to do. So shout out to you. because It's okay. I'm Just sure kick him in the legs. Way. Bobby Lashley has chicken legs. I've seen him in person. Chicken legs. You'll be fine. I'm bigger. I'm bigger <laughs> physically than he is, and I wouldn't go pushing Bobby Lashley in the chest like that. But Just go for the legs. Like Katie said, the match was fantastic. 
the curse of riddle strikes again it is it is now something that is spreading mm -hmm. so first it was just everyone that was associated and tag teamed with Matt Riddle just had bad things happen to them in their careers. And I've run down the list before, whether it's MSK or Randy Orton, now Rey Mysterio. Candy now, Cartwright. Candy Cartwright. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. uh, now just, Bobby Lashley just, you know, associating himself with Matt Riddle in the back has led to him getting stomped out by Seth Rollins. Um, however... Along with this, I do have a swallow that involves that. So I'm swallowing the Riddle and Rollins face-to-face -face because Rollins started taunting Riddle about how bad of a daddy is and how his kids don't love him and don't want to see him. And that, oh, he's, not, not, he's not allowed to see his kids. Yeah, That warmed my heart because we need more of that. That's why I didn't take that moment from you. That's why I went to something else. So, uh, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. I will tag on to Katie's and make that my official swallow okay. is the face to face with Riddle and Rollins that happened after this and the just complete verbal abuse that Rollins gave Matt Riddle and him not being able to control himself because he can't accept that he's a bad man. Well, I mean, boot fits. I'm sorry, <laughs> flip flop fits. Wear it. You could say boot. I, I understand you. <laughs> uh, Ricky, spit or swallow. I'm gonna spit um not the not the Rollins and Riddle segment, but just a part of the segment. Uh Daniel Cormier being live via satellite on clearly pre-recorded. Okay, so it leaks Friday at midnight or some bullshit. Ariel Hawani leaks this that Corm like in at just at nighttime while everybody's fucking sleeping. He's like, oh, by the way, Daniel Cormier is going to be the special enforcer. Thanks, Ariel Hawani. And now everybody's losing their mind. And there's like more details on Monday. And you're like, oh, is DC going to show up on Monday? The guy who has been begging to be a part of WWE for years, if you listen to him in UFC. He wants to be part of WWE so badly. He finally gets his moment. And now he's on a freaking pre-recorded video message. And not just that, the pre-recorded video message made it seem like he was making the announcement like yeah. none of us knew, which is why I'm with <laughs> yeah. you spitting that because you it do realize the, we it was, was also happening. in the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, we knew it was happening. Like you're not announcing anything to us. No one's getting any more excited than they already were. It was very awkward the way they placed that. Like it wasn't supposed to yeah. leak or something. So I'm with you on that. However, uh, I have hopes so the reason I didn't want you to say that Riddle was going to win, even though I know logically, if you want to do something stupid, all signs point to Riddle should probably win this for the people who actually care about Riddle. Listen, some people have signature matches and Matt Riddle's might be the fight pit. I don't care. Uh, Matt Riddle's signature match should be anything 24-7 division. What I need, what I need is for Seth Rollins to get the win because Daniel Cormier screws matt riddle takes a shirt off and is wearing a seth rollins shirt underneath kind of like tyson in the main event of wrestlemania screwed sean michaels and hung out with that's what i want but kind of like in reverse where now he's mm. siding with the heel and doing the dx shirt part of it that's mm. what i want so screw matt riddle and then maybe you know we're going to crown jewel we could have daniel cormier versus matt riddle and crown jewel in a fight pit like you could sell that let's let's there do that go. Let's do that. 
Yeah, I, 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 I don't think that's happening. I think the reverse is happening. And I think if you're going to make somebody look good who wants to really fight it, I, I think Daniel Cormier gets physical. He's getting physical because um, he's pretty much a professional athlete. So he's going to get physical. I think it's going to be against the heel in the match, um, which leads the heel to lose. But then the heel will get their redemption and take out Bobby on Raw. And then it may lead to a match, a quick program, because it's a quick turnaround from Extreme Rules to uh, to Crown Jewel before Survivor Series. And you will get Seth versus Cormier. Now, let's also not forget Triple H is in charge. And Triple H was a heel who won a lot of matches he should not have won. And Seth is Triple H's little prodigy. So... Mm-hmm. There were a lot of matches, Triple H, you were damn sure he was going to lose, and he still walked away the winner, and you were like, how the fuck is this happening? And I'm not even talking just like Booker T, WrestleMania 19. I'm talking... Oh, that was my first example. Cactus Jack <laughs> and the Hell in a Cell. Like, there are a lot of matches that happened out Most there Hell in a Cell matches that Triple H should have lost. Mm, yes. <laughs> so, Triple H Sting, another great example. So Perfect example. I will. There is something that's totally missing from that Sting and Triple H match because they wanted to do WCW versus WWE in like a final send off. And you know how, like, in a part of a match, Shawn Michaels shows up and like super kicks Sting? Mm-hmm. He should have been, when he goes for the super kick, he should have been speared by Goldberg. That would have, yeah. that would have sold it for me. Cause like you had the NWO and DX fighting, dust settles, Shawn Michaels in the ring about the super kick, Goldberg comes in for the spear. I'm like, yep, sold. Let's do this. Keep it going. <laughs> he was never really part of the NWO though. So like that whole thing bothered me, but that we're not here to talk about that. That's a whole podcast. We could break down the issues with that match and what they could have done and who they could have brought out for team WCW outside of Nash Hall and Hogan. Or on Hogan for another hour. Um, Katie, spit or swallow? Uh, I'm going to swallow Dakota Kai and Candice LeRae. Mm. I love Mama Candice. Um, and I'm happy that we're, like, utilizing this, like, core seven on Raw. So, like, all of Damage Control and then Bianca, Asuka, Bliss, and now kind of Candice. Even though Candace really didn't show up at the end, and I was like, "Damn, you really left friends out there." It's kind of kind of shady. That's <laughs> fun. Um, <laughs> but I liked this match, and it went back to them feuding in NXT after Dakota turned heel, almost cost Rhea and Candace the War Games match. Oh. So I liked it, kind of going back to that. Um, and it was a good match. I love Dakota. I'm ta- I'm happy she's back. I'm happy Candace is back. More women's wrestling on my TV. I just want Candace to fight a dude. Candace versus Chad Gable. I want that match. Listen, Chad's out here suplexing Braun Strowman for shits and giggles. So Chad can do whatever he wants. I was there in the arena at the very poorly seated Allstate Arena because those seats there are horrible. Um when for that war games match when dakota turned and i've never been more attracted to dakota kai than when she turned i was like oh wow i'm so disappointed that we weren't friends at that point because i was also at that war games oh yeah will and i will and i were there we drove to chicago from the east coast 10 hours through the night to get to chicago we went to every event we went to 
SmackDown, TakeOver, Survivor Series, and literally got in the car and left right after all to go back to New York. Because we're yeah, insane. No. That would have been <laughs> really fun to have met up with you guys while you were out here. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bummed about that now. Yeah, we'll, we'll be back at some point. We'll probably take a plane in next time. <laughs> I, I would if I were you. Uh, uh, I'm with you, Katie. Uh, I had Candace and Dakota on there. Women's, I mean, I'll, we'll talk about it later, but uh, two hours of Rampage actually had more than one women's wrestling match. Uh, what? You know, what? I, I mean, it was two separate shows and one on each show, but let's not get into logistics. Yeah. We got yeah. More than one women's wrestling match tonight. Um, wait, so wait, it didn't feature, the one match didn't feature Jade? Yes, one match didn't feature Jade. Wow, there's more. Yeah. There's more women in the in the division. It's crazy. Yeah, um, speaking of Candice, speaking of Mrs. Gargano, speaking of the way, I'm swallowing everything that happened with the Miz, Dexter, <laughs> and Johnny, because it is one of my favorite fucking things on Raw. Like, there's so much good going on. Like you said, damage control and all of that. But I just have this weird obsession with dexter loomis like if i had a man crush it's dexter loomis and him choking out the miz cuddling him to sleep stroking his hair johnny walking by and just being like what and then going back dexter's gone miz is passed out like love all of it big fan gargana waking the miz up miz freaking out like I said, I don't even need a match. You can just keep doing this, and I will be entertained. <laughs> Honestly, the camera work during these segments is also really good as well. Yeah, like they do they they do just enough for you to recognize that Dexter's there, and by the time you recognize and you want to look back, he is out of the picture. Mm-hmm. It is brilliant camera work each time. I don't know where this ends. That's my issue with it. Like they're 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 doing really well, and it's been keeping everybody's attention for a long time. But what is the payoff? See, the issue a lot with WWE is doing a lot of mystery. Like we don't know why Dexter is playing seven minutes in heaven with the Miz every week. Like we don't know why that's happening. We don't know about this white rabbit gimmicky ah uh, shit. Although we have a clear idea about who it probably is. Um. The issue is you have all this mystery, which is great, but now you have to pay off the storylines because if the finish isn't good, as Vin said, they only remember the finish. The finish isn't good, everything else goes to shit. You pay off, I think I talked about this last week, you pay off the Miz and Dexter With the on Halloween book. in Dexter's haunted house. Yep. Are you, oh, So you're going to give Miz the Cameron Grimes position? Yes. Okay, that could work. Miz would be funnier in it too, which is hard because Cameron Grimes is really funny in that. Exactly. And that's how you pay it off. I mean, I'm also down for a a Ciampa versus Loomis match to get Loomis in the ring um, after that, if that's where they want to go or however they want to do it. If Miz is like, I'm not wrestling him, blah, blah, blah. And they want to... I like the Miz. I don't ever get excited for Miz matches. I've said it like three weeks in a row now. There's never a match that Miz is in where... I'm really excited to see the Miz wrestle. Like I'm not. <laughs> I'm really excited to see all of the other stuff the Miz does, but in ring, never like he makes people look great. But him as a wrestler, I'm just never excited for it. So we're more excited when Maurice returns with the Miz too. That's the one I got oh, my excitement. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Ricky spit or swallow? Um, I'm it's gonna be like a it's a it's a swallow with a little bit of a spit. Um, the debut of Legato del Fantasma tonight on SmackDown. What a debut! Um, right when we thought Hit Row was going to have a segment, which I am a very big Hit Row fan, I think they're doing a lot, um, which will pay off down the road, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, to have Legato del Fantasma come in. Totally attacked them in fly ass suits and luchador masks. What's well, duh? That's who the fuck they are. And have Zelina be the new leader, which was very surprising. Pleasant surprise. So she had been talking on social media about how she was on her way back. She didn't say when. She had only mentioned that she had started her preparing her rumble gear because it's a giant cosplay, because that's just what Zelina does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so. In my mind, I was like, oh, she'll return by the- she's going to return at the Rumble. It'll be all good. She's just taking time off and doing whatever Zelina does. And then she showed up, blonde-haired, like a, like a true New York Puerto Rican, um, blonde-haired, and, and, and the leader. And my only spit is, what the fuck happened to Electra? The last time we saw them all, the last time we saw them all, freaking Santos rose up in his blacked-out Escalade, being like, I'm not going to leave all you guys behind. We're family. We're going to roll together. And the impl- the implication was they would all roll together on SmackDown. But somewhere down on this road to SmackDown, Alexa just got kicked off and got replaced with Selena. Am I mad at it? Not really, because I love Selena Vega. I think she's fucking amazing. But I was really curious to see what Alexa would do on the SmackDown roster with all of them. Because she had potential. Gorgeous woman, too, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. And she could have carried them as, like, the, the the speaking female part of the faction. So I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know if they fired her or or what. But Selena's in charge, and that's fine. She did well with Andrade. She did well with another Latin-born person. She'll do fantastic with Santos and Legato. So. so do you want to go real quick, Katie, or...? <laughs> I'm I just I'm just so curious to hear your theory about this. No, here we go. Well, so there's a couple things. One, since Vince is not here, he texts me and he asked a couple things of me. Um, he asked me to spit Logan Paul, which is no problem. Um, and <laughs> little uh, also spit little bitch ass Sammy, which again, no problem. He did. Uh, but he said he, he asked me to swallow Sammy, really? Sammy know. Guevara. No, oh, oh, okay. Sammy, okay. Yes. Okay. Um, Sammy with a Y, not Sammy with an I. Gotcha. Um, but he asked me to swallow Legato, and if you are a fan of the Smack and Raw podcast, you know that there was a uh, Chicago Italian, Chicago Hispanic feud between Vince and I during the Tony D'Angelo uh, Legato del Fantasma feud. Um, I have right here in a screenshot, uh, which I can post if if he tries to deny it. The feud is over. You won. LOL. Wow. So, seeing as Vince has rescinded the feud and given me the win along with my boy, the Don of NXT, Tony D, who also won that feud and sent Legato packing, um, I will, along with Ricky, swallow the debut of Legato Del Fantasma along with Zelina Vega because I'm happy to have her back. She's fantastic. Uh, the Electro Lopez thing doesn't surprise me because I said the, he doesn't manage people well. That was why Tony took over Legato and won all those matches and did all those things. And Tony had had roles and things for Electra to do. And here he is again, just saying, hey, I got you. 
I'm going to take care of you. Come with me. Don't honor, you know, the stuff that you said you would honor. Forget that and leave with me. And then he just left her on the sidelines behind. Like just, I'm pretty sure Joaquin and Raul Mendoza got in that car and they just drove off and Alexa was, or Alexa was just standing there like, what the fuck? Like what, what's going on? They left her on the side of the road, which is fucked up, but love this whole new pairing. Um, I love that they tried to pretend like we didn't know who the fuck it was because they were wearing masks. <laughs> when you have Wade Barrett on fucking commentary, like, come on. Wade, Wade sold it. Wade sold it at the end. He goes, I knew it was them. I was like, you fucking asshole. I, I, I can't. Um, also, he's probably gone by now, but uh, thanks for stopping in, Will, and good night. Uh, he's got to go to bed. Oh, I got, I got that for you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> I love it. Like I love Zelina. It's it's just weird to me because, like I said, I thought Alexa Lopez had a lot of potential, and she could have been out there. There had to have been some sort of disconnect somewhere. And it's all it's weird to me too because Zelina's usually was put in Andrade's place because Andrade was number one floundering in NXT before Zelina. Zelina saved his career. And it's because Andrade needed a mouthpiece because his English wasn't that good at the time. Um, and so I look at why the hell is Zelina in Legado del Fantasma because Santos Escobar is an excellent speaker. He can carry a promo. He can work a crowd. So what the fuck is Zelina's role? Now, like, Legato Delfin, well, Santos is what Andrade should have been in WWE, and he's going to prove that. Like he he can be a cornerstone of SmackDown and the roster as a whole for years to come if they use him correctly, which I think he, which I think they will. He's a great looking guy. He's very well dressed. He's very well spoken, and he can go in the ring. What more do you want? So Bakley makes a really good point. Um, she, she might be there to talk for Mendoza and Wild. Um, Which I'm going to call Mendoza because I can't remember what his new name is at the moment, uh, and it's not important. Um, Legato. Uh, however, also we're picking up the feud that never got finished over in NXT between Hit Row and Legato Del Fantasma because Hit Row got called up before we got any real resolution for that, and now Zelina's here to offset um, BFAB. So there's that aspect of it too. Fair. Yeah. That's very, that's very, very fair. I mean, I do want to see them go out, and I'm interested to see if Hit Row comes out with a diss track for Legato, which would they be amazing. Will. Because I mean, listen, you can say which one about Hit Row, but they are such a different group that no one's ever really seen in pro wrestling. Because they're not actually shit rappers, they actually can they actually can rap. They actually have good musical talent. It's not like the acclaimed who is just doing like you know punchlines for the sake of punchlines and thinking that it's really cool and tricking the marks. Like these guys actually produce music and they do music really well. And like they drop who is a top dollar and then well they all they dropped the freestyle like a couple weeks ago before SmackDown and I was like oh fuck they're really good mm-hmm. <laughs> and. That's instead of them doing that live performance like that, like they forced them to do once. I was like, show those freestyles, those little freestyle music videos as promo segments on SmackDown. They'll be over like Rover. You'll bring in a totally different demographic, which means more money for the company. Like, I think they're going to be really good if used correctly. 
Katie, you look like you want to say something. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I agree. Um, however, uh, if what uh, the acclaimed doing is just tricking the marks, then I guess I'm a mark because I hated the acclaimed and they have really grown on me. <laughs> and also, I grew up on that shitty John Cena rap style and I love John Cena's battle rap. What can I say? Anybody um, can make a punchline, but if you like, they are like, that's the difference. They're, they're doing punchlines, but they're not actually creating a like an actual freestyle on the flow. Of, of music there is a little oh, bit yeah. of a difference yeah yeah no absolutely uh katie spit or swallow um i'm gonna swallow chad gable being the best professional wrestler on tv right now in every way shape and form listen <laughs> chad gable is talented as fuck in ring gets underutilized now they're finally using him in a variety of different ways and it's smart baby kurt angle it, literally kurt angle son um character work is fantastic like everything from like getting otis and like i'm not like the biggest fan of otis but everything chad has done with him and this tag team is good um like even last week when Theory got the call from Braun, and then his face just dropped that he has to face Braun Strowman. And like you said, he fucking suplexed Braun Strowman. Like, and they brought up the fact that Gable's the one who, like, trained Braun, and they used their past. I just love everything they're doing with Gable right now. Like, rocket back to the fucking moon, please. I'm glad he's finally getting the recognition he deserves. And has earned and busted his ass for. Yeah, uh, Chad's fucking fantastic, entertaining as all hell, and has everything in the ring to back. Like that's the thing that I, I talk about a lot is there are a lot of WWE wrestlers who have a lot of personality and have a great gimmick, but don't have the wrestling acumen in the ring to back it up. There's a lot of wrestlers around the world who are the greatest wrestler in the world, but they don't really have a personality or a gimmick to go along with it. Like you can tell me that Wheeler Yuta is a future star, but until he can learn how to talk on the mic, he's as much of a future star as Dean Malenko was a future star to me <laughs> uh, and not take off because it, for me, in my opinion, especially where Chad Gable is takes more than just being a really good wrestler. Like, mm -hmm really good wrestler guy number six like you need more um and sticking with guys like that great and getting you know promo work and all that will be great for guys like wheeler yuda and daniel garcia and all that but chad has it all and chad has it now chad could probably out wrestle both those guys in a professional wrestling match and wreck them in a promo beforehand and embarrass exactly. them exactly yeah no chad chad's on his way to breaking out, and now that uh, Papa H is in charge, um, it which is which Triple H has shown his hand thousands of times over ever since he made the comment in a press release saying, "I'm the one who gets to pick the flavor now." Triple H is protecting his Triple H is protecting his talent that he nurtured in NXT. His NXT babies, exactly. It's blatantly obvious <laughs> now. It is blatantly <laughs> obvious. If Triple H took care of you in NXT and you were able to survive this long, he's taking he's going to take care of you for the rest of your time there. And the only one that can screw it up is the talent themselves. 
I agree. And what, <laughs> to that point, we saw this from Chad Gable in NXT. Like they put yeah. him with Jason Jordan, and he was clearly the entertainment value of that tag team who also backed it up in the ring. Whereas as much as I want to love Jason Jordan and he grew with Chad Gable, he did not have the presence uh, on the mic that Chad Gable did, which is why they put him together uh, for American Alpha. Ready, willing, and Gable. It was so clever. I have the <laughs> towel, and I met them at. <laughs> I met them at. Um, what was it? WrestleMania at Access for WrestleMania in '33 in Orlando, and I had them sign the towel. So I have the signed towel. Somewhere. Oh, that's awesome! <clears throat> They're really dope guys. So, uh, I'm spitting pretty deadly's address to open up NXT. I didn't. I they tried and they failed. I did not enjoy that whatsoever. <laughs> it didn't do shit for me. Um I'll tell you why too, but continue. Pretty deadly. I watched them in NXT UK up until they won the titles, and then I kind of broke off from NXT UK for a while, so I didn't really see their run there. I like everything they do on social media. Um, I like the yes boy. There, there's aspects of pretty deadly I like, and I like them in ring. But there's just something about them that's missing for me, and I don't know what it is. I yes. <laughs> it's because Pretty Deadly is trying too much to be Breezango, and they're failing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is a that's very what it point. is. If Breezango did the same stuff Pretty Deadly was doing, they would be doing it. They would be getting over it. Oh, they'd be killing it. Yeah. Exactly. But. Pretty Deadly reminds me too much of Breezango, and that's such a Pretty Deadly because, like you said, they don't do anything wrong. They have talent. They can speak. People hate them. They're supposed to be hated because they're heels. They kind of have this weird mixture of Hardy Boys mixed with um, Young Bucks in the way that they dress. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it's just they—they just—they're missing the it factor that Breezango had. It's all they're missing. Because Breezango could, I mean, they did the fucking uh, Fashion Files. Fashion Files. The and it greatest thing amazing. on TV for so long. Oh, Fashion Files is brilliant. Oh. I miss Tyler Breeze. That's, where, that's why I wanted Maximum Male Models to succeed because I was like, wait, this is a gateway for Tyler Breeze to come back. It's a clear just bring gateway. It back. Just bring it back. <laughs> well, Maximum Male Models are still a thing and now they're going to need somebody and Tyler Breeze versus... LA night could be a entertaining fucking feud. I didn't know I it's, needed it until now. And I want it. It's true. And Xavier Woods, I mean, Tyler Breeze is back on up, up, down, down. Yep. Pretty much and he permanently. He was just on the bump with Biggie. He was just on the bump. He was, uh, he, he was just on the bump. And they did call him Tyler Breeze, right? Uh, I didn't watch it, but yeah, I'm okay. assuming they did. And he just was in New York for Comic Con with Xavier Woods and Big E. He oh, is either gosh, has back. he either has either Xavier Woods saved Tyler Breeze, which I can see Xavier Woods doing, and yeah. be like, "Bring me Tyler Breeze." He doesn't have to wrestle, blah blah blah. Or they are slowly creeping Tyler Breeze back into the fold. Well, yeah, because Xavier Woods is like. Listen, all my friends are gone off my gaming channel. I bring, let me keep one. Cesaro <laughs> left. Adam Cole left. Tyler Breeze, you fired. I want him back, please. Mia Yim fired. The like the all of the BRE was like the party, like, the main the four. Color. Like they were like they, three of them the were party. on. 
I've and never then, seen a more entertaining group of people play Uno for three hours straight. Literally, the four <laughs> magic. That was some of my favorite oh. shit. Just the and I'd watch all of it. <laughs> so, like, I'm so happy Tyler Breeze is back. I'm literally watching Battle of the Brands like every Thursday when it comes out because that's just so fucking funny to me. That's the power of power wrestling. They literally did a Battle of the Brands on a fucking emulator for SmackDown vs. Raw, and then 2K was like, "Oh shit, we should probably put that in the game." Yeah, <laughs> and to speak to the point of me spitting pretty deadly, we went directly into spending more time talking about how much we'd rather have Tyler Breeze than we did talking about Pretty Deadly themselves. So, Tyler Breeze is that tells you everything you need to know about that segment on NXT. <laughs> if you didn't catch it, uh, Ricky Spit or Swallow. Uh, I've talked about Legato. Oh. Obviously, I don't know we haven't swallowed this yet. The best act in all of wrestling right now, the honorary Oos Sami Zayn, does it again. Does it again. Multiple segments on SmackDown. Killed every one of it. I hate to say, but Sami is the most, like, Sami is the most entertaining thing in professional wrestling in America at the moment. Nothing tops him. He got a Sami Zayn, like, you had Triple H start the show. You had the Bloodline come out. You had Logan Paul come out. And who did the crowd want to hear more than anybody? More than Roman Reigns, more than Paul Heyman, more than anybody else on the Bloodline? They wanted Sammy to speak. Okay? <laughs> like, that's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay? It just shows you how good he is in this role. It's, to be honest with you, it's astonishing how well he's flourishing um but i love every moment of it i love it, every single moment of this going on and uh, we swallowed sammy and the bloodline on raw and now we've got them again on smackdown um katie i'm gonna let you talk about it because i took like a shit ton of notes so i don't want to like take everything <laughs> that you might say on what happens so with like i've been saying it like sammy is like the key person in the bloodline right now adding solo did a lot and it's working um but i keep saying you need to watch in the background for jay and now shit's literally rising to the surface with jay and sammy and it is the most interesting thing to me the ptsd is so fucking real for this man he couldn't even look roman in the eyes that is how much mental abuse roman put through this man and the way that it just progressed throughout SmackDown, Sammy calling Jay a hothead and Roman being like, you know what? Yeah, you have been a fucking hothead. And it's been, we've been handling too long. Sammy, you know what? It's your problem now. And that cost him a tag match. And I'm just waiting and so excited for when the bloodline blows up and we get Jay and Sammy in a match and then jimmy's gonna be torn because oh it's my brother but like i actually like sammy because he's not a dick to me like jay's been since i've been back kind of thing it's it's a soap this is a soap opera wrestling itself is a soap opera but this is a fucking soap opera i don't know who's writing their stuff whether it's roman having an influence on it or they have probably probably the best writer backstage but for the last 700 and some odd days the whole Roman back and bloodline saga that we've been through for the past couple of years, they have not missed once. Mm -mm. Not once. You start out with Roman coming back, 
Roman adds Paul. Roman tries to bring in Jay. Jay doesn't want to do it, but Roman forces Jay to do it, which elevates Jay to heights we have never seen Jay Uso do. Main event Uso. Main event Uso by himself. His brother comes for a save. You highlight the brother. Now the brother falls in line. They're running rampant everywhere. They take all the titles. Now you bring in Sammy, who wants to kind of just ride along and get invited to the cookout. He finally gets the invite to the cookout, and then you add the person that they've been cultivating in NXT for the longest time, Solo, out of nowhere in a span of two two and a half years they have hit every mark and remain relevant yes so um well i've got I, I, we talked about we're spitting logan paul like yeah and i think that they fucked up with logan paul because i, I feel like logan paul instead of saying jay was the other tribal chief which didn't really make sense to me i think he should have said it was sammy because if Shut he had up. said, or the, the tribal chief Sammy, the way all of you guys act around him, w- then could have led Jay off for disrespecting Roman and then led to Jay snapping on Roman and saying, you see, look what he's doing to our group. Look, you know, now they're even saying like he's better than, and they still could have gone down the same route. But I think Logan going for tribal chief Sammy would have been better than Jay just because this the issue has been between Sammy and Jay. It hasn't been so much with Roman until mm-hmm. this point, and that's also where it's going to be going forward. I don't know if they're going to bring it back around to Roman versus Jay again. Possibly, we'll see. Um, but Heyman calling him the Mr. T Cindy Lauper of this era, uh, you're just the celebrity that we're bringing in to get. To sell tickets, which is true. That wasn't a promo. That was a shoot, by the way. Because Heyman was like, no, I'm just going to tell him how I really feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I tweeted out the picture of uh, Natasha and the Hulk with Sammy on Natasha's head and Roman <laughs> on the Hulk's head. <laughs> the way Sammy came in and tried to diffuse the tension between Roman and Jay because Roman all of a sudden just got mad at Jay and got in his face over what Logan Paul had to say. Um, we got Solo getting a win over Ricochet. Then Sammy calling Jay a hothead in the back and Jay being a fucking hothead. And Roman's like, no, 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 he's right. You are. And uh, Sammy, that's your problem to deal with now. So you handle that because I'm sick of his shit. And then the New Day coming in (laughs) and preying on hothead Jay Uso. It was bound to happen. It was bound to happen. I love Saying that Sammy's not the stepdad, he's the dad that <laughs> stepped, stepped up. up. Oh my god! Xavier <laughs> Woods is fantastic. <laughs> Sammy challenging them to a six-man tag, and then Braun Strowman being the New Day's partner. <laughs> I will spit that because I will spit that only because Braun Strowman should have danced with the New Day after the win. It's my only I agree. Reason. Well, fuck Braun Strowman. <laughs> um, Tell that to Raquel. This, yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about her too. Um, but yeah, all of dude, it was so good. Like the whole thread through the show and the way that they broke it up so it was a thread through the show, yep. fucking fantastic. Smackdown tonight was off the charts, it really was. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. shout out to Kofi Weedston. What's up, man? <laughs> here's, here's, here's my one thing as well. Like you said, the story is not about Jay, I think the story is Jay because if you think about it from long term booking here, Jay was main event Jey Uso. We made him main event Jey Uso. And Jay became instantly, after a while, also by default, because he was the first one recruited, he was the right-hand man. 
the person next in line after Roman. Now Sammy comes in to all of this fanfare. Now Jay thinks his position is threatened. He's probably taken also a lot of cocaine before every TV show because he's off the fucking charts. I'm just like, calm down. Um, so I think that is the story. The story is Jay is being threatened because he thinks Sammy is taking his position in the bloodline. And everybody <clears throat> is going to be shocked when Sammy's the first one getting kicked out by Roman himself. Because it's going to be family over everything, making Sammy the hottest baby face in the world, but also Jay keeping his spot. <clears throat> or you can switch it and have Jay get kicked out, and Jay goes on this massive baby face run. Okay. But the story is the story is Jay is threatened by Sammy getting so much power in a family that he's not even a part of. See, I was hoping for, and I talked about this, and I'll make it quick. Um, solo coming up siding with Sammy was to drive a wedge into the bloodline and break them up so that Solo could get revenge on Roman and his brothers for leaving him, which is why he was Solo Sokoa in the first place. Ooh, and I then like eventually getting Solo versus Roman which would be so good. doing his thing is what I was hoping for. But I also see where you're coming for. I just, as of right now, I'm focused on the Sammy J feud. I thought it was going to lead to Sammy, like you said, getting kicked out, teaming with KO, KO being the ones to beat the Usos for the belts. Also possible. Also very, very possible. So you also uh, think about it. The tag division is becoming very, very crowded. mm -hmm. I don't know. You just wrote up Legato. Um, Hit Row is a pretty awesome tag team for right now, especially Top Dollar, who's a fucking monster. Um, the Viking Raiders are coming back, which, by the way, that's my next swallow, is Sarah Logan is that promo from SmackDown. I'm almost sure of it. it, it it's definitely I can smell her through my TV. It's definitely <laughs> awesome. I saw those dreads. I could smell them. <laughs> so true, but so fucked up. So I believe, I believe what's probably going to happen is that, because there's also the rumors that there are new belts coming down the road, I think those belts will be unified to tag belts, and the Usos will travel to both shows, and the tag team division will be a major division and not a split division that it has been for a while. Well, they're, I mean, they can travel because there is no brand split, so it, it doesn't yeah. matter. Everyone can go everywhere. There is a brand split. There's there not. is not a brand split. There is a brand split. Okay. For the purpose of the Smacking It Raw podcast and my own fucking sanity, go right ahead. if there was a true brand split, then they have no idea what the fuck they're doing, and they're going to drive me insane. I'm already bald. I don't have any more hair to lose. I'll start ripping out my beard hair. There cannot Don't do that. That's diagnosable, split. by the way. I'm a therapist. Yeah. So, uh, there is no brand split for my own sanity, and we'll, we'll leave that there. There is a brand um, split. <laughs> Katie, spit or swallow? Um, uh, I'm going to swallow everything Bianca Bailey. Mm. I, I loved the, like, the, the contract signing. Mm. Uh, I literally forgot what it was called. Um... Everything with that, the lead up to, oh, well, Bailey just wanted it, uh, or Bianca didn't want the rest of damage control out there. And Bailey's like, you know what? Fine. I'll, we'll play it. We'll play it by your rules. But having damage control take out Bliss and Asuka in the back, smart. Bailey yanking 
Bianca by the fucking ponytail, like scorpion, like get over here kind of shit. I was, I literally thought like Bianca got fucking whiplash from that. Like, holy shit, she pulled her so hard. They do a good job sewing that ponytail in every week. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the ponytail is a little character in this whole thing. It's great. But I like this. It, I was I was saying before, like the whole Judgment Day stuff, that Rio was going to be the one to take the belt off Bianca because, like, you did. Bailey was still gone. You didn't really have any other women. Rio was like a heel. It made sense. But then Judgment Day came along, and now she's fucking Dom Mysterio or whatever the hell's going on there. It's called so, pegging. I I know. <laughs> um. So now it's not going to be that. But I have a very. It, Ink, I have a strong inkling that like Bailey might take the belt off Bianca. If not here, then soon. Like it's Bianca's losing the belt to Bailey in some capacity. I don't know if it'll be at Extreme Rules, but it's going to be soon because you don't have any other women really built up to face Bianca right now. Which means you also don't have any women built up to face Bailey either. Also, I mean, based on based on my based on theory of wrestling of opposite momentum, who looks who was the final picture at the end of Raw? That's why I'm saying it's not going to be Extreme Rules, but like it's gonna happen. Probably it. Well, I don't know. Wait, Survivor Series maybe. Plus, beyond now, Survivor Series they'll be in War Games. Oh fuck! I forgot about War Games already. Damn it! How can you forget? <laughs> There's so much happening in the next two months with WWE. It is very hard for my brain to comprehend everything. Yeah, shout out, shout out to a real con, aka Nick Con, who's <laughs> doing the Lord's work in WWE. Uh, I give all that credit to Triple H and none of that to Nick Con. You'd um, be surprised. Do your research on Nick Con. He's a lot more connected to everything than you think, and he's been that way for a while. I, I like to have him be the scapegoat for why everyone got fired and not give him any credit for any of the good that happens. That makes me happy. It's kind of like they're not being a brand split. It's it's quite the opposite. Actually, there is a brand split. <sighs> Name the last time you saw Raquel on Raw. What about Shotzi on Raw? Okay, but I can name a handful of other wrestlers who I've seen on Raw and SmackDown. Who you mean are... the, the storylines that are making people money? Yes, you're going to bring your big superstars on both brands. That's why the bloodline goes everywhere also because they have all the titles and also damage control your your bigger stars who are creating your major storylines are going to pretty much go wherever they wherever they want that essentially right now is damage control and the bloodline you're only two big groups that are going back and forth and we've seen ko and we've seen the street profits but they go wherever they want that's the point there is no official real brand split, no, even yeah. if it is one-offs there is no these are raw superstars, these are SmackDown superstars. You stay on your own brand. No, they do they do acknowledge them as raw or SmackDown superstars, even if they are on separate brands or if they go traveling, they still are announced as different superstars. I don't believe it. Um, I do. Bianca, yes, big swallow. I actually kind of hope she wins, or I really hope that Bailey wins. I think that would be as much as I've loved Bianca's run as champion i kind of feel like we've come to the climax of that i don't know where we really go from here like we're gonna go to war games would it make more sense to have all of the gold on the heel side going into war games um and who their fourth is going to be probably possibly nikki cross we'll have to see um 
but like you said, the contract signing, which are normally fucking yeah. contract signings, very entertaining, good shit. Um, I am going to swallow. So I'm spitting Grayson Waller just in general as a person. Yeah. Um, and the Grayson Waller effect and the fact that we have like the 20th fucking talk show. However, uh, the announcement of the spin the wheel, make the deal and the pick your poison match where Cora gets to pick an opponent for Roxy and Roxy gets to pick an opponent for Cora. Oh, um, yes. That sounds like fun that and it can be from any brand that they want it does not have to be an nxt opponent so that i'm very interested in um i love that even though i hate grayson waller he went to go check to make sure that the guy under the cloak before he spun the wheel wasn't black uh so he knew it wasn't apollo cruz um and then that security was so occupied with cora and roxanne that they weren't able to save waller who then got pulled under the ring and had his eyes gouged out or you know, I don't know if maybe he got slapped in the face with Apollo's dick. Like, I'm not sure how <laughs> that happened to his eyes. Um, it was very Jacob Goodnight from See No Evil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was Thumbs just so aggressive. But yeah, no, that whole segment is a swallow for me. Just Grayson as a person is a spit. <laughs> it also, like, brings up the fact of, like, there are a lot of women they could pick for each other. Like, I was thinking uh, it's probably not going to happen, but you could have Bailey be the opponent of one of them, be the opponent of Cora or or Roxy, because they, if you look at their Twitters, like it's the three of them and like Indy and all of them kind of just like interacting with each other. So I think that would be interesting, but no one else in NXT really like I think it would be and the fact that he said it can be from any brand I'm expecting someone from Raw and someone from Smackdown Natty's probably gonna make an appearance again oh fuck I know maybe that's who Roxy will pick for Cora since Natty beat her last time or that's who Cora picks for Roxy because exactly yeah because she's like well I can't beat her so you can't beat her and then Roxy beats her well, didn't Cora just tweet it at Damage Control uh, tonight? Oh, then I haven't seen. Then I didn't see it. Or sometime in the near future. Um, I don't know. I I Cora as a heel does not do it for me at all. Like, I, really? I, she. It's like a girl who's trying to play wrestler to me. I'd like. I did. She doesn't. I'm not sold. I am not sold on her at all. Which makes, I mean, like, I, which, like, she's not a strong heel for Roxy's clear baby face. I think Cora, like, you know what it is? And it's still the problem, even though she ditched the skateboard, but I still see the, the dumb little skateboard that she used to ride in on, playing, like, her Avril Lavigne cosplay. Um, and I just, I, I can't get all of it. She wore all black. She tried that Die Rocky Die uh, promo that she tried to do, like, a month or so ago, right after she turned heel. And it just didn't hit for me at all. Because I actually like her better as a heel than I liked her as a babyface. I was not behind her as a babyface. When she got a little edge, it, it it worked better for me. I do I get what you're saying. I do agree. Um, there definitely is some misses there, but like you said, the Avril Levine cosplay hat like she came in with Gigi Dolan and they had that 
weird remix of Sweet Dreams. And I really like that tag team. I thought they would make a great heel tag team together. Mm. And then they put Gigi in with JC and sent her off to go be a babyface and ride a skateboard. And the love story with her boyfriend who got fired and all of that stuff. Like they lost me. Uh, kind of got me back with her little climb to fight Natty and all of that and go towards Mandy. And then it all just kind of fell apart. But Promo-wise and just presence-wise, something about her appeals more to me as a heel than it did as a babyface. And I'm just totally the opposite. I think her her presence to me doesn't scream I'm a heel besides the fact that she wears all black. You know, like, her presence to me screams babyface. And maybe it's because I've seen her up against, like, bigger, bigger size women. Like, when Natty came, Natty's clearly the heel here. And she carries herself like a heel. And that's not a knock on core. And has been doing this pretty much since she came out of the womb. She was pretty much forced to be doing it. And also, I also have to keep in mind that core is like, what, less than 25? Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of hit and misses. It's like, it's like, I can't, it's like, I can't picture core Jade as a heel. I also couldn't picture Zaya Brookside as a heel either. You know, it's one yeah. of those things that they're both young and they both need time to kind of develop mentally in the wrestling game and also for a little bit sometimes physically as well to kind of get that presence physically about them where you can be like, I can see them going back and forth. But for right now, I just see, I can't, she doesn't carry herself also as well, like the way she moves, she doesn't carry herself like a heel to me. I gotcha. Um, we're on you. Spit or we're swallow. We're on me. Who's going to spit or swallow? Um, there's been a lot going on. I do all I'll tag, but I do have my own twelve. I did want to tag on the Bianca and Bailey said because they finally started telling the story of why they're fighting, mm-hmm. which is which is what made the contract signing brilliant. Also because Bianca finally had her best promo rebuttal that she's ever had. And I was like, wow, whoever wrote that for her hit the nail completely. Where she was like, Bailey, you were trying to be somebody you're not, and I'm I'm always authentically myself. And I was like, there's the character. There it is. Finally, we figured it out. <laughs> we figured it out. But I will swallow um, Via going back to NXT. <laughs> I was like, great. Two giant brown men going about to be a major tag team again. I'm ready for them to fuck shit up. I'm with you on that. Uh, Indusheer is back. Yeah. Um, I don't know how... We'll have to see how Veer plays out with this new version of Sanga, because this is not who they were when they were together before. Well, yeah, they didn't speak. Well, that and it's also not who Veer has been that we've seen him on the main roster. So curious to see what his character is going to be and how he incorporates with like really big, mean bear, but like overly nice, polite Sanga, who's... (laughs) Kind of helping the little guy, and uh, we'll see. We'll I see. love Sanga. <laughs> um, Katie, spit or swallow? Uh, I'm swallowing Willow Nightingale. She got the win on Dynamite. She doesn't have a graphic yet, and she's still not signed, which is some bullshit. Whatever. Fuck Tony Khan. Um, she had a well, great match. Huh? All that money went. All that money went to MJF, obviously. Well, Max is a rat bastard. That's why. Um, she had a banger match with Jade on Battle of the Belts for it's literally just like a second hour of Dynamite or Rampage. 
Um, she's bringing good things to this division. You can say, uh, like, Britt and, like, everyone else. But, like, Willow has been, like, a very, like, good component in this division that has been floundering for the three years that they've been a company mm-hmm. going on for. <clears throat> but, like, Willow is, A, adorable. It just always has a smile on her face. People have just been saying, like, nothing but the nicest things about her. And, like, people who, like, fit personally know her, and they're just like, this is what she needs. Like, this is the recognition she fucking deserves. And I'm all about giving women that time. And if her being in this division helps, fucking please. And I really thought she was going to take the belt off Jade or whatever. It's probably going to be Nyla. I just don't want Jade to hold the title anymore. She, I don't think she needs it. I mean, it's Jade can do whatever she wants in my book. She is one of those people that just gets that pass because there's no one for her to face. Jade should be, in my eyes, Jade is the real woman's champion of AEW. That's just me. Um, and I think she's, she's a, I think she's a big fish in a small pond, to be honest with you. I think she's starting to outgrow the competition that she's facing or not really facing on a, on a week to week basis. But I mean, that's also the problem with, with the women's division in AEW. What's up, Clark Street Wrestling? They've been following us lately. Um, is that, the people, the people that are really good and talented that could help the division, Tony Khan just refuses to sign. Like, how long did it take for Tony to officially sign Thunder Rosa? After yeah. how many banger matches that he, after she main evented with Britt Baker in a fantastic, brutal, it was like a lights out match or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, in a brutal fucking match, which put Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa on the map as probably their best matches. Um, to their best matches in their careers, and she still wasn't signed. Yep. <laughs> you know, there's no invest. There's very minimal, very minimal investment in the AEW Women's Division, and that's a problem. I mean, you can sign Paige or Soraya or whatever you want. Still not going to get eyes on the product. I don't know. We'll see. Because I'm actually so with the Jade thing that you said. Um, I think they have to be very careful because they don't want to fall into the same trap that Goldberg fell into where they had no way of beating her. I do feel like Katie's right. Very soon she needs to take a loss so that she can fall into that role of a women's wrestler who is not Goldberg, who is not undefeated, who can go out and have matches and take losses and get wins and do things. And she needs to start moving up towards the Tony Storms, the Thunder Rosas, you know, she had the match with Athena, but more competitive matches with big top stars. Um, I'm swallowing everything, women, on both Rampage and Dynamite along with you, Katie. So the six-woman tag, Willow winning, Jade's match, um, Soraya and Britt getting into it after Britt told Soraya that she's not medically cleared, which we found out she is medically cleared. and By an AEW doctor. Listen. <laughs> I'm not, so we've had all of these wrestlers cleared, and because it's AEW and because it's Paige, everyone's like, "Oh, but her neck, and it's not a real doctor." And it's uh, this was the ringside doctor for WWE that they have hired, who is now over in AEW as their medical professional. And I, I honestly don't believe that AEW is going to clear someone if there is a very real chance that it is going to end 
her career should she wrestle or paralyze her for the rest of her life. So it just it's weird to me that everyone's shitting on uh Soraya getting back in the ring after we were celebrating Daniel Bryan and Edge and all of these people making their returns. I want to be happy for Soraya. I want to so. be happy for her too. But difference with them is that because we we know the documented stories of Edge and Daniel Bryan and the fact that it wasn't WWE that cleared and WWE was the final hurdle. In particular, Edge went to like three different doctors before he got cleared, cleared by WWE. Same, I believe the same thing with Debray as well. And so it seems weird that the only person that we know of publicly that cleared Soraya came from the confines of AEW and nowhere else. I'm pretty sure she is probably medically cleared by an independent, by a person independent of professional wrestling in AEW in particular. But I think the fact that we don't, we haven't heard anything about it, that she's decided to keep it private, which is her prerogative because it's her medical history. Um, I think that's why there's a lot of skepticism behind it as well. And the but fact that the women's division is lacking there. We were hearing that she was cleared when she was still with WWE and we were waiting for her to make her comeback and she couldn't get past that final hurdle of the WWE doctors clearing her for whatever reason, which is, uh, like you said, that's their prerogative. Whatever they wanted that they weren't seeing or maybe there was some way to go and now in AEW she's reached that final hurdle. But there were, I remember specifically, rumors that she was cleared and ready to go while still under contract to WWE, mm -hmm. which is why everyone was kind of waiting for it to happen around Royal Rumble and stuff, and she just never showed up. And she was even talking about it on social media and kind of alluding to it, and it just never happened, which also might lead to, you know, the whole a boss that listens to me line that she dropped two weeks ago or whatever. But uh, I want to be happy for her. Also, uh, we had Sky Blue and Madison Rain versus Ty, Ty J, uh, Ty Conti and... They started that on Dynamite, and then we had the match. So we actually had two women's matches tonight. We had one on Dynamite, so three women's matches in AEW in one week. That has to be a fucking record at this record. point. Record. So. <laughs> unless there, unless there's like a pay per view, and even then, that's kind stop of stop it, stop it. Like, yeah. um, shout out to AEW for you know giving us three women's matches, even though you had to put on an extra whole extra hour on Rampage just to get a second one. Uh, but you can't do that on Dynamite, even though that was an extended show. But you can name you can name your Dynamites every three weeks, something different. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm spitting Jurassic Dr Jim defeating Andre Chase. I am not a Von Wagner fan. I do not need Von Wagner in this <laughs> ladder match. Uh, prehistoric Paul, Jurassic mm -hmm. Jim, Ancient Andy, all the different things we call him to disrespect him. Uh, not a fan. <laughs> Shout out to Thea, though, because she had Robert Stone up on her shoulders and picked him up for a body slam. Um, then afterwards, we get Wesley coming in, trying to spread the curse of uh, Riddle to Mello and injure Mello like he did the Don, which is some bullshit. But uh, that Don whole is a segment, Ice Age Ivan, that works, too. Um, oh, I like that. All of these things, I would much rather... I think. Thea and Blonde Bo Dallas, as I call him, and Andre Chase in that ladder match would make for better spots and a far more entertaining time than anything I'm going to see from Von it Wagner. Would. It would. It would be so fun. I love Thea. She's been, like, 
Chase U and everything with that, I was not a fan of at first because I was like, okay, it's just like under Chase is just a fucking like football coach, like kind of teaching thing. Like we've seen that before. But then like Blondo Dallas like kind of got a personality and then like Andre Chase started just fucking swearing at people all the time. He and then Bob Knight. And then you added Thea Hale and had this whole thing of like she's literally out of high school going to like going to college and you have her pick chase you and everything with that it's just it's just made it that much fucking better and the fact that she's from pittsburgh so i have to love her it's just everything with that is so good and with all of them being involved in that ladder match you're right it would have made it 10 times fucking better but no you have to have some kind of big man in the ladder match to take all the beating which whatever yeah yeah von wagner is has gotten the curse von wagner will not last because he got cursed and he is placed with the with the manager that sends people to their final resting place of being future endeavor known as robert stone there are barely many people who survive robert stone if they are with him for over two months and von wagner has been there for like over two months and he's not lasting i'm sorry I am very, very sorry. I, I do I do want to also swallow Chase <laughs> you as a whole because honestly, when I saw the man formerly known as Harlem Bravado, because uh, that's what his name was on in Evolve, it was Harlem Bravado. He was just this sniveling piece of shit guy. <laughs> um, and then he got signed and it became Andre Chase. I was like, how the fuck is he going to make it? And then he became Andre Chase and pretty much started out being like the Bob Knight and now Chase U, it's pretty much like a subculture of of NXT and the PC where they have their Chase U. It is a total college thing and it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, when they return to takeovers, there better be a Chase U section in every arena that they go. Oh, yeah. Dude, Chase U is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I need a Chase U shirt. I need a Chase U flag. Like, I will rep Chase U all day, every day. I should have went there for college. Fuck. <laughs> Seriously, I want to. I want to learn by Andre Chase. Andre Chase just reminds me of an of an old of a younger Bob Knight. Mm-hmm. Where Bob Knight was just if you didn't get anything right, he's gonna curse you out. He's gonna throw shit at you. He's gonna kick you out of the arena because that's just how he operates. Ricky, spit or swallow? Oh boy, it's getting it's, it's getting pretty uh, slim pickings now. Slim, slim pickings. Let me see. Um, I am going to. What am I going to do? I'm going to. I'm going to go back to SmackDown, um, and I'm going to swallow uh, the Paul Heyman evisceration of Logan Paul yet again. Because Roman said, wise men educate him. And Paul said, here's your lesson for today. Mm -hmm. And nothing against Logan Paul. He's trying. And you can see that he's kind of getting it. His pacing and his promos are better. But he is just so outmatched by everybody in that ring on the mic. By leaps and bounds. And the fact that he is out there by himself on his own. Man, that's trial by fire. And I don't know if I'd be able to do that, especially going up against Paul. Against Paul Heyman, like the Mike Master of Mike Masters. 
I, I don't know how he does it and doesn't get his feelings hurt every single week. <laughs> yeah, no. Brilliant. This is not some place you should have put Logan Paul for like I get the I get the idea behind it, but this was this was a terrible idea because he is not gonna walk out of this with anything positive. Um unless he turns heel afterwards, which hopefully he does because he's a natural heel. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, he does not play the babyface well at all. No. Um I am interested in the match though, when it when it happens. Like as much as much as I shit on Logan Paul, because I I think he's like everything horrible about social media a lot of the time. Um uh and just because he he screams entitlement, but that's also another random story for another time. Um he's got a lot of talent in that ring. It's kind of scary. I agree. He's got a lot of like he 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 performed at an above average level on the two biggest shows in on WWE's calendar. Which is wildly astonishing. I'm ne- there's never been a celebrity like that at all. It's very surprising. Uh, Pat McAfee. That was also on the same show. Yeah, but and Pat McAfee is also some sort of athlete. Yes, punter, but athlete nonetheless. Fair enough. <laughs> bad Fair bunny. Enough. Bad bunny. Bad bunny was very surprised, but I but I think I think Logan Paul beats him. Easily by leaps and bounds. You know, Bad Bunny did a destroyer at WrestleMania, but Logan Paul got away and got out of Dallas alive by hitting a three amigos at WrestleMania. To be fair, I have not actually watched a Logan Paul match every time he's wrestled. (laughs) I've walked out of the room to go smoke or take a piss or something because Logan Paul was there. So I, I cannot give a, I've heard great things. I cannot give a fair, unbiased opinion about his in-ring work because I have actually not watched anything he has done uh, on purpose. <laughs> you, would be imp- you would be impressed if you take your bias from Logan Paul out of it, and I get it, but like you would, you would be impressed. What impressed me the um, the SummerSlam match? He did a leapfrog from the top rope onto the announce table, and initially he was at the wrong angle to hit it clean. And he was able to contort his body midair so that he landed clean. Like uh, RVD. Or a Montez, but yeah, but I was like, wow, that was very impressive. Okay. Um, Katie, spit or swallow? Um, Not so much like the mic work, but uh, Yuta and... That rap bastard MJF. I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of digging this right now, and this is coming from someone who cannot fucking stand MJF, or I used to <laughs> hate that man with a burning passion. A former co-host of mine from another show was obsessed, and would make it very apparent every time I tried to talk, and I hated him for it. Um, but I've kind of grown to love MJF a little bit. The match with Yuta was great. Because Max, and as much shit as I give him, Max is really good in the ring. Yuta's also very good in the ring because Yuta has Claudio and Mox and Brian like under, like he's under their wing. So obviously mm-hmm. he's going to be fantastic. And he was already good beforehand. That's why he got put into that. And the whole 
I don't know why they started, like, why they're doing it now, but the whole, like, conflict in MJF, his internal conflict of, like, he kind of wanted to shake Yuta's hand after the match, but then Lee Moriarty comes along and attacks him, and Max gets in, uh, oh my god, Stoke Stokely? I literally, Bivens. Bivens. I, I was like, which one is it? I couldn't no, fucking Stokely. remember. No, it's Stokely. Is it it's, Mal- it's Malcolm Bivens and WWE. It's Stokely Hathaway everywhere else. It's he's he's great. Love him, but like I just I couldn't I couldn't remember his name for some reason. But like Max got in his face and he's like, I didn't tell you to do this. Like, what the fuck is this? And then he kind of like hesitated putting on the ring and knocking out Yuta. It's actually kind of fucking good. And I don't know why. And I'm actually mad that like I'm liking MJF stuff right now. It's really good, but you left out the most important parts of this entire segment that made it a big swallow for me. Uh, William Regal on commentary, referring to himself as ODV, an ordinary decent villain, and explain Mm -hmm. the difference. And then, after the diamond ring, getting off commentary and reaching in and getting the knucks. I popped harder for William Regal grabbing the brass knucks than I popped for anything on Dynamite that night. I I know you did. I, I can't hate movie. MJF. I also I will forever love MJF. It's a Long Island thing. We have to stick together. So fair. Yeah, like I, I just it's not in me. And even if I did hate MJF, I probably can't MJF because every time I listen to MJF, I'm like, hmm, he's fucking right. <laughs> but this whole thing, the story, the match, all of it, fucking great. Probably the best thing that happened on Dynamite as a whole. Um I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to swallow Damon Kemp on NXT because Damon Kemp oh. gets better this week with his promo and really served up some devious shit with the stipulations for his match against Julius, where he's like, no, 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 listen, it's, it's not about you. Stop making this about you. It's not if I win, you leave. It's if I win, your brother leaves. And if you win, your brother can get a second shot against me, but I'm taking away the thing you care about the most in your brother when I beat you. On top of the fact that, uh, you know, you had, oh, no, that that's a guard that was separate. Uh, schism. Because um, you have me now curious about the red-hooded girl. and I know! <laughs> I oh, need to yeah. Know oh, yeah. Maybe she's the it's white rabbit. <laughs> They beat up Grimes. Fuck Joe Gacy. I'm I'm curious. Yeah, what if the White Rabbit is the Red Hoodie Girl and it's Nikki Cross? Or what if the no. White Rabbit is what if the White Rabbit is part of Joe Gacy? Triple H has gone on record and said it is somebody that we haven't talked about yet. I, if it's Joe Gacy, I'm gonna be so pissed. The, the, that will be yeah. the biggest fucking flop for me because he be has ruined Joe Gacy for me. I love I Joe. love Joe Gacy, and I it would be ruined for me at that point if that's what they do. It could be a whole faction of people. There's also the running theory about it's the Firefly Funhouse come to life. Yeah. I've, yeah, I feel that too. Because now I all, like the, all of your people are back. I like that idea. Or there could there are there also potentially Alistair at play as well. Uh, no, Alistair is Alistair's not coming back in any way, shape, or form. He has said that he He's was not released from his contract. Said, I am not released. I'm staying. I'm just AEW. taking an actual break. 
we've heard we've seen wrestlers lie on Twitter tons of times. So I he went on an Instagram it. live video and literally shit on dirt sheets for like a solid half hour and been like they don't fucking care we about have me heard or you. Wrestlers lie tons of times before, He's... and people in media have lied tons of times before about their appearances or their um their contracts or stuff with anything just to keep some sort of secret. So I'd take it again with the grain of salt. I'll believe it when the White Rabbit shows himself or Vemself, because it could be a faction. Tomorrow. Supposedly. I, I supposedly like I don't I don't I I don't put I don't put too much stock in that either because they put up dates before and we were like, oh it's gonna happen tomorrow and then nothing. So but um I would like to believe that Aleister Black's not that kind of person. Something about him just makes me want to trust him as a whole. Uh, but Damon Kemp winning me over as a heel on NXT is a big swallow because I have not been about this guy up until this whole segment and point. Uh, so that's my swallow. Um, Ricky, spit a swallow. Um, spit a swallow. I mean, semi spit diamond mine because they, they have totally lost direction once Malcolm Bivens left. Um, but I will swallow. Just for the sake of being nice and cordial, uh, Dean Ambrose just not Dean, sorry, John Moxley has just re-upped with AEW, signed a five-year extension, and his role is going to be expanding to mentoring and coaching, which I kind of found very interesting. Um, but if that's what he wants to do, hey, more power to him. I have no, I have nothing against Mox. Um, he's had. His, He's had a very interesting wrestling career, I will tell you that. And the fact that he's willing to try to mentor and coach people, I'll be I'm interested to see how that goes. And he's not allowed to do outside of AEW and their partners, i.e. New Japan. So basically Tony Khan basically spoiled the match between I think him and I think Nick Gage tomorrow night. Wow. Because he can't go to W anymore. It's like one of the, it's like, I think it's in like the first paragraph. It's like he's mainly, he now has to be like AEW and like their partners. And then it's like New Japan. Of all the people to put that clause in the, in the contract, you do it to him who Mm -hmm. could be an ambassador for your, for your whole brand. Yeah. I see put the lower talent there and be like, you can only be on AEW and our partners to kind of help build them up and also build your brand. Cause I feel like that's the smart way to do the people who are already made people, your Moxes, your Jericho's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, your, your Brian Danielson's, even your Adam Cole's and all of those motherfuckers um, have them go over places. that helps bring other people in because they, they are known faces, but like your smaller talent that you're trying to cultivate say, Hey, you can't go anywhere except for here. But the, well, so, I, to lock him in like that, I mean, he is AEW champion, so I also get that as well. I was going to say, I think the whole point is, like, you can go to New Japan, maybe Impact, if they're still kind of <laughs> in somewhat. Really a partner. But he doesn't want him going out on the indies, doing deathmatch shit, getting hurt, now that he is basically the focal point of the company. They've lost CM Punk, the elite is suspended. Punk maybe is suspended. if they would have just gave Mox back. his vacation... Yeah. <laughs> put the title on brian yeah um exactly. i'm with that i'm also uh the mox hangman stare down after uh hangman defeated moulin rouge uh enjoyed that as well so i'm with you on that mm-hmm. katie i think we're gonna go around so this one and then one more so pick your last two we'll go around after this round one more time 
Okay. Um, I'm going to swallow. I narrow it down. Um, you know what? Just for fun, everything Wardlow. Where's the leak, ma'am? Um, listen, I love Wardlow. Making him TNT champion, smart. Making him in a tag team with Samoa Joe, smart. I love it. Having them now, we're basically it's just now like Wardlow, FTR, and then um. I can't remember like the name of the other people. Fuck. Gates of Agony. Thank you. God, it was gonna bother me. Um <laughs> they just need they just need a fourth person because it's Brian Cage, Khan, and Toliona who love him. He's great. I've seen him in Vegas. Um, so they would just need a fourth person, and then you can have that feud go on for a while and keep that on like rampage or whatever. But as long as I get Wardlow. I'm fine. Big meaty men slapping meat. Wardlow exactly. versus Cage. Works every uh, time. Also, the way Wardlow pinned Cage. I know had you jealous. And every fucking time. It's it's <laughs> him and Rhea. I'm I'm over this. Like, but let's just throw all our thirst in because along with you thirsting over that, I was thirsting over the fact that I had Zaya and Shotzi in a match tonight. Oh, so, oh I literally yeah. have as a swallow Zaya on TV. So what? Well, Don't talk about Zaya like that. No, it's a swallow. No, swallow. She's happy. Oh, I swallow. Love yeah. Yes. I, I love Zaya. Yes. So, yeah. so we'll make I, your swallow thirst for the evening. The Wardlow <laughs> thirst, the Shotzi and Zaya thirst, thirst in general. Um, I am going to swallow the acclaim celebrates National Scissoring Day. I enjoyed the shit out of that segment and i didn't really think i was going to uh anthony's got a lot of experience scissoring which pops me hard when he said that um <laughs> called himself the sultan of spittering scissoring we have the sultan of spitter swallow they have the sultan of scissoring mm-hmm. um they got the giant gold scissors out they did the whole joke about not running with scissors when <laughs> anthony bowens is running around with the giant scissors um the acclaim knocking down sterling accepting swerves challenge the only thing I'm spitting were the stupid rock, paper, scissors jokes that they tried to do with Swerve <laughs> and him, where it's like, oh, I've got a rock. Oh, well, I've got paper. Uh, that was fucking corny. But everything else I enjoyed on that side. Swerve. It's, listen, I had to go back and watch it because I was trying to watch the, the new episode of Chucky. So I was like flipping back and forth between commercials. So then I had to go back and fully watch it because I was like, fuck. I, I knew it would happen during National Scissoring Day. Um, I I love Anthony Bowens. Matt Ca- Max Caster is just like kind of there for me. I'm more like Team Anthony Bowens. He's he started the whole scissor me daddy ass thing, which got them way fucking over. He he also just seems like a fantastic guy, and the first openly gay AEW champion. Big fucking shout out. I just love Anthony Bowens and this tag team who are AEW homegrown talent and have been there for one of the longest teams you have had. They have the most wins and like they said all their accolades and everything, but I fucking love the acclaimed now. I'm in. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. <coughs> uh, Ricky last spit or swallow. 
Last spit or swallow. Um, you know what? I'm gonna leave it up to you guys whether it's a spit or swallow. The new, the brand new announced teams that have been put together for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Now we know we have returning Kathy Kelly, which is who doesn't love that. But you now have, in the absence of Pat McAfee, because Pat McAfee will return. Mm-hmm. In the absence of Pat McAfee, you have Wade getting called up to work with Cole. Everything's a two-man booth. No more three-man booth. Everything's a two-man. Um, Vic Joseph stays in NXT. Uh, bringing in Shucky Ducky Quack Quack himself, Booker T, as a commentator. You have um, Kevin Patrick, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Kevin Patrick with Corey on Raw, which is the weirdest pairing in the world, in my opinion. Um, And they let Jimmy Smith go Mm. as well, which I was very, very spit with that because I was like, Jimmy wasn't doing anything wrong. He was was fine. Yeah, I was like, Jimmy did good. They put Byron backstage again, which kind of sucks for Byron. (laughs) He honestly did that because him and Corey just can't fucking be around each other because that was the most annoying part for Raw for the I love them fighting on I love them fighting on commentary all the time. It just is <laughs> like I try not to listen to commentary a lot unless it's Excalibur and William Regal flirting. That's the only time I'll listen. But like <laughs> it was just constant and it was just like taking over everything and like Jimmy was literally stuck in the middle trying to deal with both of them. So I also just don't really like I like Corey Graves' commentary, but like not all the time. So just having it be mm. a two-man booth with him and someone who's never done commentary that we know of is going to be interesting. Well, apparently Kevin has been doing uh main event. Oh, which so yeah. I know is a which I know is a completely different monster from a three-hour raw. Um yeah. and I and I know he was doing raw talk for a while as well. And I'm I'm just very concerned about how he's going to do on a three-hour show. What they should have done is not let Nigel McGuinness go and put Nigel on Raw, but... Is that confirmed that that Nigel uh-huh. is completely gone? hmm Which is a shame, because I actually... I was Nigel was going, fantastic. I love Nigel. I've met him in person. Very sweet guy. Um, he... What I thought could have happened in an ideal world versus pending Pat McAfee comes back, or when he comes back, you put Michael Cole and Pat McAfee on SmackDown, they're gold. You don't touch that at all. Mm-hmm. Wade Barrett goes, Booker T's, Booker T's a transitional announcer. Everybody knows it. We're just going to call it spade a spade. He's doing this until Pat comes back. And I think Wade goes back down. Wade would go back down to NXT with Vic Joseph. They're a great pair as well. And ideally for me, I would have done, if you're going to reshape everything and fire Jimmy, um, I would have reshaped Raw and done Corey, Nigel, Morrow, if Morrow would ever come back now. He wouldn't because, come back with Corey, though. Yeah. That's why I think Corey, Nigel's... Corey's like the think, main reason he was gone. It was Corey, and I think Vince in his ear as well on SmackDown yeah. was, was also a big issue. And I was like, if Big Bad Vince isn't there in some people's eyes, I was like, that could be a leeway for Morrow to come back. I just also really miss Morrow. Like in his commentary because he brought such an interesting eloquence to wrestling in a in a like his verbiage and how he would compare things. I thought it was uh I thought it was really good and I just I wish he can come back and I loved his enthusiasm about stuff, but 
again, this isn't the perfect world. This is what we have. The two-man booth thing across all brands is very interesting, and it screams this is what Triple H wants to do. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just interesting how the new pairings pairing does. Like I said, Cole and Wade did really good tonight. I'm very interested to see what happens with Kevin and Corey on the quote-unquote season premiere of Raw in Brooklyn. Yeah, so it's a two-thirds swallow for me. I'll swallow the NXT announced team. I'll swallow SmackDown announced team. I am holding reservations for Raw because I don't know what it's going to be. So for now, that's a gargle. I'm very uh, I'm very cautious, cautious with Raw as well. I'm really hoping that with Byron Saxton going backstage, they use him. Uh, I talked about this recently, how they used to use like Kevin Kelly or Michael Cole. Um, that he, because he is that easy to pick on, mess with, kind of a, that they'll use him to get some of these heels and even baby faces over in interviews. Jonathan um, Coachman because, as well is the same way. Yep, Coachman, mm-hmm. exactly. That that's the way he's utilized, and I think he's going to be great for that. Putting some um, in war games. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so two-thirds swallow for now. We'll see how, like you said, Raw will find out on Monday. Yeah, mm-hmm. tentative. Uh, Katie, what's your last spit or swallow? Um, see, now I could do Dark Order and Death Triangle, but I'm gonna do Trent and the Bastard because okay. I love I love Trent Beretta just as a, a person and as a wrestler. And Pack is Pack, like one of the best people AW has. Two Pack. Like, no. <laughs> two titles, two pack. I I think they should have lost the titles tonight. Two titles, two pack. I'm just saying. Um but like that match was great and the fact that Pack literally went back to back with matches. Like he was the last match of Rampage and then the first match of Battle of the Belts. Um <laughs> and he him and Trent went the fucking limit. It literally took a hammer to for him to get the win because now he likes using the hammer from the ring bell. But there was like the table spot and Trent landed on his neck weird. And then I got nervous because like Trent also just had like neck fusion surgery like months ago. So anytime he lands on his neck, I get scared, much like how I was when Brian first came back and Edge and like everyone who has neck issues. But I loved the match. Like, that kept me invested in the fucking Battle of Belts shit in the beginning. So that's that'll be my last wallow. All right. I'm I, I'm with you on that. I actually, that was one of the only matches from Battle of the Belts that I caught because yeah. things ended and I had to drive home. And it's not... It's not safe to watch TV on your phone while you're driving home, ladies and gentlemen. I don't, I don't recommend it. Um, my last swallow is going to be everything White Rabbit and the QR codes that we got both tonight. The commercial that they actually played for Extreme Rules with the White Rabbit finding the X and then giving us the date and all of that. But the Huskus pig that Joey from uh, the Angle podcast found if you freeze frame uh the qr code from tonight during the mm-hmm. porky the pig stuff there is huskis in there so 
I, I have not been this excited about figuring out like it very obviously Bray Wyatt, but also if it's not like finding out what the fuck is going on and how all of this works. Like, like you said, I am excited yet terrified <laughs> for how this is going to pay off, but I'm going to err on excited going into tomorrow night and extreme rules as a whole has me very excited. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I am. I was anxious. I still might be anxious away. There would have got like what fifteen hours left. I am still anxious away from potentially buying a ticket and driving to Philly. Okay, that's mm-hmm. how excited I am for this. Like the more that got revealed on this card, I was like, "Oh shit, they're going hard for this," and I'm just I'm very excited. The White Rabbit thing is the most compelling thing in wrestling in a while. It is. A, it is a Marvel level Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. That's what it's been. And I also love the fact that Triple H did this whole little spoiler like, oh, yeah, by the way, let me flip the mic over and blamely show this QR code like Sorry. I'm supposed to and act like nothing's going on. It's, it is, it's, it is, I've, I've never seen something so fucking creative. They yeah. have literally used because the first time that I noticed the QR things, I'm a big Marvel fan, is when I was watching Moon Knight earlier on in the year. And in Moon Knight, they would hide QR codes in the episodes and they would lead you to these exclusive Moon Knight comics uh, that were either previously released and things like that. Mm-hmm. And they are they have been using that and been using songs and people dressed up as plants in the crowd and signs behind the announcers and to the point where they are hiding clues in the coding of the website mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> hiding clues and coding the website putting releasing stuff on a youtube account that had been dormant for 15 years <laughs> okay like it is mind blowing what they have done in such a small amount of time, and it's kept us. It's made everybody go mad. Oh yeah, <laughs> everybody it's go mad. Fucking fantastic, and yes. I am terrified and so excited because I swear, if, if it's the gobbledygooker, I will be pissed. If if it is this guy, uh, one of my favorite wrestlers of the last ten years. Very excited to have Bray back. So. But also don't want to get my hopes up, so it's Allie. <laughs> I'm, okay. um, I'm, I'm going gobbledygooker. I mean, it could be a Velveteen Dream, which would be hysterical. Um, <laughs> it's Patrick, I swear to God. <laughs> it's not Velveteen Dream. It's the Patrick Clark experience. Remember that? Mm. <laughs> I'm if, it, if it's Patrick, I'm fighting Triple H. <laughs> it's B-Rabbit. We're, we're going to see yeah, him. Yeah, it's B-Rabbit. It's B-Rabbit. Full get him. All right, Ricky, please plug your show, uh, Big Willie and the K. Murphy, and everywhere they can find you guys, and uh, WrestleAttic Radio. Yes, thank thank you very much. Thank you guys for joining me. I love seeing all of your commentary and stuff. So all you guys on the streams on Twitch and YouTube, please also give my show a follow, Kings of the Rings podcast, uh, at KOTR underscore underscore podcast, pretty much on all social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
TikTok. We're going to have a bunch of content up this week with our Extreme Rules prediction and a bunch of shenanigans we did this week on our live streaming show. We stream live every Wednesday night, uh, unfortunately, during Dynamite because some wrestling show has to take the action. Right now, it's Dynamite. Uh, we stream 8 p.m. Uh, every Wednesday live on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, um, two YouTube pages, and our Facebook page as well simultaneously so you can find us there uh, at kotr underscore podcast like share subscribe leave us some great five-star reviews we are a part of a bigger uh, wrestling network known as wrestle addict radio the cure for the common wrestling podcast featuring the likes of not only kings of the rings podcast but the fretzelmania podcast who is just releasing um their uh, they're going on a ruthless aggression review, and they are actually going. They're up to the episode where it's the first match ever between John Cena and Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. So they're reviewing that. We also have the Brace for Impact podcast, uh, hosted by my friend Nate at the Real FM Game. Uh, he does reviews of original OG TNA. Hmm. Okay, um, and then we also have who's on a little bit of a hiatus right now, the Young Lions Perspective Podcast, aka Mr. YLP. He is also one of our uh, one of our people who brings a Stephen A. Smith vibe to our to to our network each and every week. So that's all of us at Wrestle Addict Radio. Um, for Wrestle Addict Radio socials, you can follow us at Addict underscore Wrestle on Twitter and Wrestle Addict Radio everywhere else all of our shows and my own self as well king ricky rose find me at ambassador biggs we all have our own merchandise stores we all have one collective stream on the rest like radio but if you wanted to listen to us separately we also all have our separate streams and social medias as well so we can be found pretty much fucking anywhere uh buy our merch we have some great stuff coming out and i think that's everything yeah and they're great and you can occasionally catch me depending on what's going on with dynamite and how busy i am over in their streams in the comments so you're big you're, you're you're a big pre-show uh you're a big pre-show commenter commentator i try <laughs> i try to pop in um, solo cicadi go ahead and plug yourself wow i like that uh that was the name of the last episode i did because i went solo because my co-host is currently in california um <laughs> but you can follow me on twitter at gator 13 and link dream about to get all things julia showcase twitch.tv slash julia showcase typically thursday 6 p.m eastern unless something happens like i went after dynamite on wednesday this past week uh youtube.com slash elite showcase i say watch the videos because they are way more entertaining anchor spotify google podcast apple Podcasts. if you like to listen uh she lead showcase is like the brand so she lead is the weekly show inside the mind of is an interview series i do um i am doing one tomorrow and it'll be out I don't know, like two Mondays. I don't know. I can't think right now. Uh, and then I have the one planned for Halloween, which ah, that's going to be a fun one to release. Uh, it just so happened that Halloween's on a Monday, and that's when I had to post one. So that'll be great. There you go. Uh, in the crowd is currently on a hiatus until Justin can either get me get your boys or we figure something else out. Uh, my co-host Savannah has her show New Japan Takeover. And we'll have another show, but we're currently having issues trying to get it into the Google Drive. So I don't know when that'll actually be out, but she recorded an episode where it was having issues. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff. And if you don't find me there, I'm here. <laughs> she is. It's very good. 
And as always, you can follow me at my Rudos at M-A-T-T-R-I-D-D-R on Twitter only. Also, getting offed on Twitter, our new horror podcast, which dropped its very first episode featuring Justin of the Get Show Podcast and Miss Katie Kinsey Bay Bay, where we talk all things Chucky leading through season one to get you ready for season two, which first episode has just dropped. So please go check that out everywhere you find the Smack It Raw podcast. You can find that, except audio form. This is, as of now, video only. So YouTube twitch it's there please check it out creation world is the banner under which these smack and raw podcasts exist and you can follow them at it's creation world at i-t-s-c-r-e-a-t-i-a world on twitter and instagram creationworld.com facebook.com slash creation world we have a patreon go to linktree slash creation world or linktree slash smack and raw check out the patreon subscribe to the patreon please so travis is happy and stops <laughs> telling me and I have to keep plugging it. Um, and also, we got great content over there, including Return to Wrestling, which I do with Travis, which we should have a new episode recorded and dropping very soon. Um, just got to set the time up for that. Uh, we have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Raw. And I think that's it. Did I miss anything, Katie? Oh, um, if you enjoyed our intro music, uh, Hill Tactics underscore does all the music for our show, Katie Shows. Uh, get the new Getting Off intro, which is dope as shit. Um pretty much everything in and around most of the podcasts we work with on a regular basis. So if you need some music, go hit up heel tactics underscore. Yeah. Other than that for miss Katie Kinsey, Bay Bay and the King Ricky Rose, I am the warden Matt Ritter. And this has been the number one wrestling podcast on Pornhub, the smack and raw podcast.